0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: And welcome, folks, to the Michigan Insider Signing Day Extravaganza, as we call it, two hours of breakdown of Michigan's 2023 recruiting class, one that just added Jair Hill to the fold. It, it was expected if you followed us over on the Michigan Insider.com. But of course, Steve, if you if you bragged about not having a subscription and then criticized us for being wrong, well, obviously you deserve to be kept in the dark. As a lot of folks who were ragging on Bryce for his crystal ball uh, found out uh, the hard way that they were in the dark because they weren't members of the site. Welcome, my friend. How are you?
2: Good. Yeah, I, I, I think I told you before we got, I was waiting to call. A couple of people out like all day, uh, you know. It's kind of a cathartic, cathartic feeling, you know. Uh, when, when, like I said, we were, I'd say, like pretty much supremely confident what was going to happen. And I, and I think we had even more confidence when he left Michigan off of the top group, you know. And credit, honestly, here's the other credit to our message board for the most part, because I think, you know, when we we cover it day in and day out or whatever. And, and we kind of give people the lay of the land all the time. And I think a lot of our, our users, they, they start to understand how recruiting works themselves. Right. And like, so there was not as much, there were some, there was a little bit, but not as much panic about Michigan, you know, being left out of his top five or whatever uh, yesterday as, as maybe you would have, would have thought, you know, if you're not following recruiting at all, maybe it would have been a little bit of curveball. but our site, I think our, our board members did a, a really good job of uh, really kind of understanding that they know how the recruitment's gone. Uh, they know the the, you know, that these guys can pull that, that head fake type deal every once in a while. So, uh, you know, yeah. So credit to our, credit to our subscribers. And uh, yeah, there were just a couple, not everybody, you know, some people were just like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> a couple clowns needed to get dunked on a little bit though. I thought, you know, especially, you know, Bryce put it in. I, I, we've had ours in Bryce put his in, you know, and didn't turn around, didn't look back on it. And uh, you know it paid off. So so yeah, no. That's, it always feels you know, it always feels a little a little good to put people in their place. You know when they try to try to kind of you know take a shot at the site and the work that we've been doing.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's hard work keeping up keeping up with all of these recruits. Uh, but we have the best team in the land, the best network in the land, and uh, our first guest coming up, the first member of the class is going to join us. Is a young man that Alan True has been advocating for. He's this is a guy. This is a guy who he's been pushing for to move up in the rankings, and he has. And frankly, because Allen is so high on him, I'm not convinced that his final ranking is in the books. I wouldn't be surprised if our next guest or if our first guest doesn't wind up in that four-star range. I think that's how Michigan season. because, Steve, when you look at Rod Pierce, he brings the kind of positional versatility that Michigan covers covers up front. I think he's nimble enough to play outside, uh, and to maybe be uh, a Mike Morris type. I think he's physical enough to be kicked inside and play three tech. If they want him to do that, he has the frame uh, to to add some more weight if he wants to do it, or if he stays right around two ninety, I think he could be effective at that at that weight. I think this is a footprint guy that Michigan is convinced can come in and be a real piece to the puzzle for him moving forward.
2: Big time. I like uh, I like the I like a Chris Jenkins type potential as far as a run a run stopper. Uh, you know, I think that's one thing. I think even when I was on with I was on with Brian and Seth earlier. Brian read a quote from his head coach saying that you know the kind of kid who who went to him and wanted to know how he could get better at watching film. You know, and if Jim Harbaugh's listening right now, he's he's probably got a wide grin on it. Like you know, like you hear those things. Those are the types that – any coach is going to love hearing that, but Harbaugh, like, that's the type of guy that, that Michigan uh, really likes to build their roster with. And so, you know, I think – will, will, and we'll be able to ask him is, is, you know, feels like he's a kid that's worked really hard in his game. That 89 bump that he got from 24 – he was at an 85. I mean, to go from an 85 to an 89 is a massive bump. And like you said, Sam, I think if Allen was in total control – he would be even higher than what he is now. So I think there's still a possibility for that to happen. But, yeah, either way, Michigan sees him as a, a top-of-the-line type talent.
1: And Bryce Marriage joins us live from Samaj Morgan's announcement ceremony. We'll go to you in a second, Bryce. But right now, we got to bring in the first member of Michigan's 2023 class to join us here on the broadcast, Rod Pierce joining us now. Rod, congratulations unofficially. Becoming a Wolverine.
3: Thank you, thank you.
1: Yeah, man, glad that you could join us. And so, let's go back. Let's go back to your recruiting journey, Rob. Because obviously, we know you were committed to to Wisconsin. Take me through when you first started hearing from Michigan, and what initially sort of piqued your interest about the Wolverines.
3: Well, I started hearing from Michigan about like the middle of my junior year. Uh, They had me – came in on a game visit, came to the NIU visit, uh, NIU game in 2021. Uh, I loved the program. Coach Biff Pogey, he sat down with my mom and dad, and he talked to them for a long time, him and his wife. So my mom and dad fell in love with the program, and I I sort of started talking to them there. Uh, Obviously, I I had – I picked up some more offers after my uh, junior year, and I ended up committing at the end of my junior year to Wisconsin – but, uh Michigan was kind of always at the back of my head, like i uh, you know Michigan you know Michigan's Michigan, I kind of want to uh, keep that option open, but uh, coaching changes happened in, in Wisconsin, so I was like uh, I don't think i uh, this is the right place right fit, so I ended up reopening my recruitment, Michigan came along like as soon as i uh soon as i I kind of privately reopened until my coach was like, all right, I probably uh I'll start looking at other options." Michigan came and offered me, and then I uh, decommitted publicly a few uh, few weeks after that, and, uh, you know, everything, everything kind of worked out from there.
1: Yeah, I know Bryce and Steve have questions for you, too. I guess my next one would be, though, that first Michigan, that Michigan visit experience. I mean, how, could you tell then? Did you kind of get the vibe that that was going to be it at that point? Like, when did you get the, the feeling that it was going to be Michigan?
3: I mean – uh, that that first game, it was crazy to me because it wasn't a big game. It wasn't like a big-time game. It was I was against NIU. So I, was, I wasn't I was expecting, like, you know, anything crazy. But the game day environment, even for that game, was just insane. And I was like, I, I can see myself playing here. I can see myself wanting to be in this environment. Uh, so right then I knew I was like, all right, I, I think it could be Michigan. But at that point I didn't have an offer from there. So I was like, all right, let me just kind of. So, you know, summer down, you know, kind of like looked at my actual options. and Yeah, but I definitely could tell. Steve?
2: Hey, Ron, congratulations. Um, biggest thing, I know late, I think Texas came in, right? I think Auburn came in in October. Uh, Illinois was involved late. Yeah. What specifically kind of separated Michigan? Did you, I don't remember, did you end up visiting Texas? I can't remember.
3: No, sir. I had, a, I had a visit scheduled, but then after the Michigan visit, I was like – I canceled my visit after the I visited Michigan, and I was like, all right, I'm a, I'm a, I owe it to Illinois to, to take a visit. You know, They've been recruiting me since I was a sophomore, so I'll take a visit to Illinois. But Texas – I canceled my Texas visit after I went to Michigan. Okay. Was it – did you feel like it was sort of a slam dunk then at that yeah. point? You know, leaving that visit, I was like, I, I want to be here. but Sure. Uh, what know, was the
2: biggest thing though that separated Michigan, in your opinion? Like, what what put them above everybody else at the
3: end of the day? Honestly, the the combination of like competitiveness and, and academics really that's it. Uh, all my uh, I, I really like am really high on academics. So Texas, UTa is a great school. Illinois is a great school, and Michigan's a you know the best public university in the country. So uh, so like they're all kind of in my head. Like education-wise, I'll get a, a degree, a good degree. So what puts them over the edge was the competitiveness and like the coaching staff and how I fit in with the guys and stuff like that. So,
1: Bryce yeah. Marriage.
4: Uh, first off, congrats on uh, the signing to Michigan, but obviously I know you have been targeting other guys. Uh, Jamel Howard, guy you run out of visit with. Just talk about that relationship with him, and I mean. What's your pitch to him,
3: essentially, to get to Michigan? Uh, you know, me and Jamel have known each other since uh first started. Uh, it, it, we played for rivals. You know, his school is uh, two miles down the street. So, Marist, Brother Rice, right yeah, here, that's a big rivalry. But we kind of bonded because we were both d and we have mutual friends. so uh, We've always been kind of close since then. You know, my pitch to him is, like, there's nothing better. There's, no, there's, there's nothing any other school does better than Michigan. Uh, no better academics, no better development no better competitiveness, no better culture. You know, uh, there's nothing better.
1: You know, Rod, I, I'm curious what – first of all, Mike Elston uh, and, and the coaches at Michigan. I mean, what, what was that vibe like? What it, and what did he tell you about where you fit? Because that's one of the things when I look at you, I think you're such a versatile athlete that you could play anywhere on a defensive line. What are they telling you? What is Coach Elston telling you about the plan? What is he telling you the plan for you is?
3: Uh, Coach Elson's told me I could play anything from a 2 eye to a, a tight five. You know, he said um, uh, one of the things that I, I was recruited for is because of my versatility, my explosiveness. So he's saying, uh, I heard you say something about Chris Jenkins before I got in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, that's exactly what he told me. He told me, look, watch Chris Jenkins. And he said mm-hmm. that's probably fit in at. Uh, yeah, he said I could just fit in like to that type of role on the
1: Yeah, man. And that was Steve. Steve, that was you that said Chris Jenkins, right? And here's the irony. You know, Rod, you're you're Chris Jenkins' size
2: coming in, right? Yeah.
1: Chris Jenkins was too You remember Steve? Chris Jenkins was like 230, 240 when they recruited him.
2: Yeah, the one thing Chris had though is that he had a dad that's an all pro defensive tack. He had that. He had that weight, the blood, you know, in his blood to gain the weight. But yeah, Rod, you're already there. And I, I there was one thing I noticed uh, on even on your profile. Sometimes we put like coach quotes and stuff, and your coach made a comment about you really working hard. To improve your ability to stop the run, right? Is 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 that something you think the last year or so or whatever is that is that where you think you've come furthest in your
3: game? For sure, you know everybody focuses on the uh, the flashy pass rush. Everyone wants to get sacks. Everyone wants to get uh pressures. But I, I really like kind of like uh, take a step back and really like think about high school Illinois football. Eighty percent run. You know, it's something like most people are going to be running around trying to pound the rock, triple option. Uh, you know. A lot of people are trying to pound the rock in Illinois football. So, I was like, I, I got get, get to get at defending the run. So, that's what I focused on this whole offseason, uh, reading blocks, you know, kind of uh, stuff like that. Yeah,
2: coaches, do the coaches – sorry. Wait, wait, no, do wait. coaches have, like, wide smiles on their face when they hear stuff like that? Because you're right. I mean, most guys want to focus on the pass rush, the the sacks, the pressures. Like, when coaches that you're are recruiting or even the Michigan coaches hear that you're focused on stopping the run, I can't imagine how excited – they already hear something like that. Right.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, to me it's the most fun. I, I, sure. I, I like, sure. I like, I like stopping run. It's my, it's, it's fun. You know, it's uh, it's not the flashiest thing, but it gets you, it gets you tackles if you, you know, I kind of like it.
1: Yeah. It's you, you definitely a hit with the fans. No, you're a hit with the coaches. Uh, I, I'm curious two things. I wonder how, how they impacted you. Right. Number one, How impacted were you by how they did on the field? I mean, Michigan obviously killed it during the season. Did that that impact you? And then also, Michigan's presence in the state of Illinois over the last few years really seems to have grown. Obviously, a couple years ago, you got J.J. McCarthy kind of leading the way with that crew and Tyler Morris and that crew coming in and Tyler McLaurin and those guys and A.J. Henning. How big a deal was it the Illinois presence on the roster did any either of those things affect you and your perception of Michigan
3: you know it wasn't the hugest factor but it definitely made it a uh, made it a, a definitely a plus for me you know guys you know uh, AJ Henning JJ McCarthy Illinois legends you know T- Tyler Morris uh they're in Illinois legends. so kind of a uh the, the, there's a big Michigan fan base in Illinois so that was kind of a, a big push for me uh you know it was uh it was, it was really it was good it was definitely a plus
1: all right, so we know it sounds like you're recruiting Jamel Howard, right? So you're recruiting Jamel. Are there any other guys that you're that you're targeting at this point, even if they're underclassmen? Because I know there are a few Illinois guys. You got Justin Scott, yeah, who's yeah. a big target, a Marianne Stewart, who's a big target, Marquise Marquise Lightfoot, who's a big target. You know any of those guys? You talking to any of those guys about Michigan? Oh, oh, oh one, one more,
4: one more. How
1: about younger brother? Oh, yeah. so, gotta
4: yeah. gotta
3: recruit him. Oh yeah, yeah. He knows where he knows where to go. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm definitely recruiting my boy Justin. Justin, me and Justin. I've been never recruiting them for a minute. You know, I'm trying to get them over to uh, Ann Arbor with us. Uh, Justin, I'm helping my little brother obviously, Christian. He kind of has to go to Michigan now. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to like force him to come to Michigan with me now. You know, I want to play with him again. Uh, there's a lot of good talent, like especially uh, Eddie Turek. Eddie Turk for right. Lions. He, he's really like we got some dogs, especially in the D line, of Illinois, We're kind of underrated in that position. But uh, we have some dogs, like especially in the younger class as well. As.
1: And so I guess my last one for you and guys, if you, you can chime in, if you have any of us. But what's the plan for you now? Was your recruitment out of the way? Uh, what's ahead for you in winter and spring? When do you report to Michigan?
3: I, I report to Michigan June 6th. And until then, I'm just working. You know, I want to get on the field. I want to play. So I'm just working. I'm working as hard as I can, coming to the college ready. All right. Well,
1: Rod, appreciate your time. Congratulations on this decision and we'll see you when you get to Ann Arbor. Thank you. All right. As Roderick Pierce, folks, uh, one of the members of Michigan's recruiting class, one of the recent additions to the class, Michigan successfully flipping him in the end uh, as he decommitted from, from Wisconsin, uh, you know, put himself back out there. Illinois was a was a factor. Uh, he visited there the weekend prior to committing to Michigan. But Ryan Walters left that. But I think he would have committed to Michigan either way, fellas. But the fact that Ryan Walters left kind of made it a foregone conclusion. At least that's how it seemed to me. I wonder what you guys think.
2: I think so. I mean, it's hard not to. Kind of like what we said with Jair Hill, right? I mean, similar, pretty similar situation there. I agree, though. More this one, Pierce. I think still. Leaning more towards Michigan, the Hill one maybe would have been a little bit more uncertain. Uh, but yeah, I mean, either way, like you said, I you know we talk how many kids do we talk to every cycle that signed with Michigan, and you're like, yeah, this kid is a fit at Michigan. This kid right? knows what you know right. what I mean, like yeah, crystal clear example right there. Not only just the the just the, that passion for the game, you know, it's like you hear a kid saying that his favorite part is stopping the run. You never hear that <laughs> right. from a defensive lineman, you know, so. So, like I said, if 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 any of the staff was listening, I think they'd be uh, smiling like crazy right now. But but the other thing too to remember that's kind of interesting is uh, he just flat out canceled the Texas visit. I mean, that's a pretty significant little nugget. You know, if you're Michigan, considering you know how well Texas has recruited, uh, well, not just under Sarkie, just always. You know, Texas is always a a a school that's going to recruit big time players. So you know, for him to just flat out cancel that visit after seeing Michigan, I think is. Like I said, a good indicator that Michigan obviously still resonating with with top guys every year.
1: Yeah. Bryce, uh, you know, you're live on location at Samaj Morgan's uh, announcement or his, his ceremony. He's already announced the signed and all of that, right? Uh, so kind of bring that up. But I want to give you a chance to knock on some people, Bryce. I want to give you a chance to do a victory lap, man, because you put in a crystal ball. Or Jair Hill, and Like 20 seconds later, you try, right. try to give Steve Flicksky a heart attack, trying to try to make price look bad, try not put Michigan to the stop five. But people were kind of, try to give it to you on Twitter. So what do you have to say to those folks? Listen, listen, listen. Oh my God! <laughs> I,
5: I think with
4: every Clement, there was so many twisted turns that we kind of figured there'd be another twisted turn. It just wasn't gonna.
1: end. Like a friend of your mouth, right? There you go. There you go.
4: It just wasn't gonna end that way. Um, I think the biggest thing with Eric Clement was. sometimes you knew there's there's put the green, he got to lead, you
6: know?
4: Yeah. So, I just think at that point, it was, it was a matter of, can they see him? And obviously, Clink got to be able big time. That's a big-time recruit. That's a guy we, we all talk about who had to land. I, I think it's pretty simple. It was a must-land. They landed him. I think he's got a chance to play right away.
1: We'll go from there. And actually, I got a guest here. Uh, we got, we, before we get to your guest. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got it. We got Jason Hewlett. Come on, so we'll do this. The other, the other headset, turn it down all the way down or mute. So I get mute button on the uh on the mixer there. There's not a mute button. Turn the gain all the way down. So that was muted. And then you'll get Jason Hewlett on. Who, fellas, we all have our picks. For I think you just turned yourself down, Bryce. <laughs> 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 well, he's recording at a country
2: club somewhere.
0: Right, <laughs>
1: you just turned yourself down. I said, Turn the other headset down. But anyway. No, so, I'm on mute. That was, that was mute. That was mute. Gotcha. 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 All right. So, we all have our picks for who the sleeper in the class is, who the most athletic guy in the class is. You know, I wait till the class is complete to do my signing day superlatives piece. And so, the the best athlete in the class, in my opinion, The guy that I think has slept on the most is our next guest because I think he's an absolute animal. And his name is Jason Hewlett. Joining us right now from Youngstown, Ohio. Chaney High School is in the building. This is Steve Klinkscale's hometown. And so you know this was one that he had great pride in. So first things first, Jason, congratulations on officially becoming a Wolverine.
6: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, man. So let's let's go through your recruiting journey and how you wound up with, with Michigan being on your radar and then ultimately committing to the Wolverines. So take us all the way through it.
6: Uh, I'm going to start at the beginning. Beginning last year, football season, first game of the season, I broke my leg. Uh, I committed to Cincy like two weeks after. After that, I was with Cincy for a year. Then Coach Klink started recruiting me. At first, I was a little hesitant. I didn't wanna do it. I didn't wanna even think about talking to another school. So I kinda of pushed him off. But he's he still kept showing love. He ain't showing me no fake love. Even off the field, even when it didn't retain about nothing about football, he still kept showing love. So that made me start thinking. I'm like, if he's still showing this amount of love without even football involved, I gotta give him a shot. I gotta come up there at least once, show him, see how it is. As soon as I stepped foot in Michigan and seen everything, I fell in love, and I knew that's where I wanted to be.
1: So for people who haven't seen you play, I love having guys give their own scouting reports of themselves. So you're a scout in the stands or a coach, and you're watching Jason Hewlett on the field. Break down your game. Tell me what what we'll see. Tell the fans what they can expect to see.
6: Uh, They can expect to see a lot, like a lot. Be playing a lot of different positions. I know. From the last four years of my film, you see a lot. You see me playing quarterback. You see me playing receiver. You see me a little bit of running back. You see DN. You see everything. So I know I can play a lot of positions because that's what I grew up playing. I just grew up playing football. I never grew up just playing one spot because I always had a lot of energy and I always wanted to go to the spots where our team was a little weak at because I knew I could help in that area. So you can see me playing a lot of different positions.
2: Steve? Yeah, I had a hard time figuring out what what position you project to the best when watching your film. I think that was the hardest thing to figure out. Was like, where are you going to play? Uh, how have those conversations been with the coaching staff? I mean, I know things are always a little bit different when you actually get to campus and they, you know, the pads are on. They can see you, how you move around and stuff. But what what's kind of been the focus so far, at least for you, is, is what they what they view you as.
6: Oh yeah, all I know is I'm playing on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I know I'm gonna be a hybrid guy, safety linebacker hybrid. But they said it all depends on how my body turned out and how I develop in the weight room. So it would be nice to see how that turn out.
2: You Do you, you, you ever say to them, like, you know, I, hey, if it's possible to play both sides of the football, you know, I'd love to do something like that?
6: Now I had talked to other schools about that, but my heart is on defense. Okay. Uh, I'll go way farther just playing one side of the ball and focus on one side of the ball.
2: Sure. So other thing I wanted to ask, so they get you – Cam, Calhoun, Breon, and uh, DJ, all out of Ohio. Ohio State didn't offer any of you guys. Is that something that you guys kind of care or or have talked about or carry with you as far as, you know, seeing now that Michigan's won two in a row, Michigan's kind of the big dog on the block right now in the Big Ten. You know, you guys kind of – are you guys coming in, though, with that chip on your shoulder? Because it's – you know, being Ohio guys, I know Ohio State's always kind of viewed as the – the team you know yeah just just being where we from period like
6: where we from we always been counted out the old state stuff aside we always been counted out even in our own city so like we always got that chip on our shoulder and back to the old state thing yeah none of us got old by old state uh, we all feel like we should have we all feel like we good enough talent too so we're just gonna have to prove everybody wrong like we've been doing and they're gonna have to see us the next four years so it's no need to really speak on it <laughs> you gotta love it. Yeah, you gotta
1: love it, right? All right, Bryce, what's up, man? You got something for him? Can you hear me? Yeah, check,
4: check. Yeah, I uh, no, I just want to say congrats and uh, how close would you say the class is connected? I mean, obviously the Ohio guys, you guys know each other, but outside of those guys, how close is this class connection?
6: Yeah, just on four guys you just named. Uh, we always, we were just on our official class let Plus me know on DJ. And we playing for the same school. Us competing against each other every day at practice. That relationship always there. And the guys in the group chat, we always just talk, bond, and stuff like that. When you got a brotherhood, when you first see each other, you just click like that. You know it's something special. So wait till we actually get to be around each other every day, talk to each other, every day, and really get to know each other. So it's going. I think it's going to be special.
1: So look, I-, I know your your focus is on you know your. Your your circle with Cheney, your town and Youngstown, but I, I'm curious. I mean, you talk to other other players around the state. How much is it? How much is it impacting the the perception of Michigan across Ohio? The the fact that Michigan beat the brakes off Ohio State two 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 years in a row is that is that resonating? Are you? I, what? I mean, why are y'all? Am I exaggerating? They I'm, beat a- the I'm just saying. I mean, is that making a difference in the eyes of prospects across the state?
6: I'm gonna say it, it, it is because the first year, you know, Michigan beat Ohio State. Everybody got their excuses—a fluke, this and this, this and this, this and this. Ain't no fluke once you beat them twice. It's just, it's just what it is. Uh, they gonna have to get give us our respect now. We about to beat them next four years, so we really go earn our respect. So everybody gonna be is either jump up, jump on board, or get ran over.
1: <laughs> so speaking of jumping on board. I want to know what kind of recruiter Jason Hewlett is because there's another Youngstown guy behind you, and Brian Robinson, and B Rob has been up here a number of times. He's a top Michigan recruit out of, out of Youngstown. So, do you talk to Brian? I mean, is what,
6: what do you think about Michigan's chances with him? Yeah, that's my family. Uh, I think they got a strong shot. I talk to him. We talk a lot. But the same thing I told everybody with DJ, I want his recruiting to be his. Crew and i don't want me to brainwash him because the things i like he might not like the things he like i might not like so i want him just to get the feel of everything even though i feel like michigan will be the best spot for him and i know he's going to see that later on but i want him to see everything and make sure it's just perfect and everything for him
1: all right my last my last one for you and fellas if you have one on the way out for jason go ahead but you told us about you i love hearing players talk about other players game recognizes game as they say so tell me about DJ's game, what he brings to the table. I don't know who else you've really watched in the class other than DJ, but if you've seen some of the other guys kind of break down
6: what you think they're going to bring to the table for Michigan too. Uh, I'm going to start with DJ. DJ, man, that's my brother for real. We play on the same team. Me competing with him at practice and me going against him in the games our during the sophomore years when we wasn't on the same school. Uh He's the best player I ever played against. Uh, he remind me so much of me just because we do come from the same city. I know I know what he's going through. He know what I'm going through. We know, like, we don't get that tackle. We, we try and move our families to a better situation. So anything we do, we're doing it hard. We're going all at it, and we don't we never want to be second best. Us on the team this year, we competed every day at practice. Don't let me win a rep. Don't let him win a rep because we go talk about it. But at the end of the day, we come together. That's my brother and Cam. I, we was watching in a hotel. We was watching each other film. Cam, man, that that man can hit for real. Uh, Nice ball skills. Everybody ruled him out because he's a little undersized, but he played big, and that's all that matter. He gonna be special. DJ gonna be special. The whole class gonna be special. So we just gonna shock everybody.
1: Maybe it's a pipeline starting. I mean, you know, Steve Klinkscale. You know, he loves the state, recruiting the state of Ohio, and it seems like that's on the uptick. I know clink had a lot to do with that definitely had a lot to do with getting you there uh jason so again congratulations on becoming a wolverine what does the what does the the you
6: know the next few months look like for you i mean when do you report to michigan uh, i'm going in the summer these next few months i'm gonna be playing basketball running track and just to touch back on coach clink i think everybody fall in love with him because he don't never lie. He just keep it real. He don't juice up nothing. He ain't promise you nothing. And that's what that's what I wanted to hear. When I went up there on a the visit, they say they ain't promised me everything like the other schools promised. They ain't promised me playtime. They ain't promised me this. They ain't promised me that. That's something Coach Clink don't do. He don't promise me nothing. So I really enjoyed that. Everybody else promised me something. Coach Clink just told me how it is. You come up here. It's big dog. We top two teams in the country. Like, if you come in here slacking off, playing around, you're not going to touch the field. You're going to just be one of them other guys that they used to talk about. So that's what I that's what I really enjoy, just the honesty. Big time, big time. Jason, congratulations,
1: man. Can't wait to see you do your thing. We're going to have to come down and watch you on the hoop court. You got some game?
6: Yes, sir. I averaged 22 this year. We just played St. B's. We lost, but I ain't got no excuse, but them refs need to get checked out for sure. <laughs>
1: Jason Hewlett, appreciate your time, man. We're definitely coming to check you out now, so we'll see you on the hardwood here in a couple months. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks a lot. That's Jason Hewlett. Hey, that's my pick, fellas. That's my pick for the guy who is going to to outperform his ranking the most. I don't know where you stand on it, Steve. I know there will probably be some votes. Cam Calhoun, who, who Jason talked about. Cam Calhoun is a is a good bet, too. I think Michigan's Ohio Hall, and you you mentioned this earlier, uh, Steve, when we were over in the other live, Michigan's Ohio Hall could wind up being really good because they got a lot of high upside guys out of the Buckeye State.
2: Big time. That's what I said. I I think when we look back at this class someday, I think those four guys could end up kind of defining the bigger picture of how this class goes because they are high-ceiling type players, right? I mean, there's the guys in the that are currently ranked on the higher end, guys like Evan Link, you know, at a uh, Cabana, you know, guys that we feel pretty good are going to make an impact at some point for sure. But, yeah, you talk about a Jason Hewlett or a Brian Ishmael or, or a DJ Waller and, and yeah, Calhoun also. Um, even a couple of the other guys. I think even a Hayden Moore is a guy I think if he was in a higher scouted area would probably be ranked higher than where he is right now. But but those four Ohio guys, yeah, all possess major ceilings. And I think that's where, you know, like I said, when we look back at some point, you know, and, and if even three of those four guys uh, become what they're capable of, I think Michigan fans will be really happy uh, someday with how this class actually ended up turning out.
1: Man, I think that dude maybe gave the best description of Steve Clinkscale I've,
2: I've ever heard of. Yeah,
1: again, right. Right? Because that's exactly to a T who Steve Clinkscale is. He is a "what you see is what you get" guy, and he is a "what you see is what you get" recruiter. Which is why, if I'm if I'm Jair Hill, I'm not trying to get that dude a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, you weren't in the live, Bryce. But, you know, he 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 trolls everyone that wasn't paying attention, right? To to the Michigan Insider, he trolls everyone by not putting Michigan in his final five. And then when he announces it, he said, "Hey, Clink, did I give you a heart attack?" So what what that tells you is he wasn't even calling a Clink down the stretch, man. <laughs> you know, Got to really really juicing it up. I'm like, man, I don't know. If that's that's not the dude that I want to do that to.
5: No, no. no. So.
1: We're basically
2: we know Bryce we know Bryce wouldn't do we know Bryce doesn't want to do that to him for sure. Right, Bryce? <laughs> well
1: listen. Uh, Everyone Steve, I, I've been knowing, I've been still- knowing Clink. Uh, so I could tell this story now. I can tell this story now. <laughs> I this story now. <laughs> how I met Clink. It must be about 15, 16 years ago.
5: And I don't
1: know how he got my number. And he was like, hey man. You recruit my guy from Michigan. And I said, who is this? <laughs> now you know me. You know me. I was like, man, who is this? <laughs> he was working in Illinois at the time. I said, hey man, I don't I don't know you. You don't know me. <laughs> I said, man, I'm not recruiting anybody from Michigan. And he said, well, you talking to this dude about me. I said, they offered him a scholarship. They're recruiting him. And so I'm interviewing the dude. I'm not recruiting him from Michigan, and that's how I got to know Clink from from that point. Like, you know, he's a what you see is what you get guy, and and that's 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 how I am, kind of thing. So, that's how I got to know Clink, and that's but that is why I say that's the most, you know, accurate description I've ever heard because he's the kind of guy if he has a problem with you, boom, he's (laughs) he's gonna pick up the phone and let you know he has a problem with you, right? Uh, so he's honest. He's and very, very he's, honest.
4: When, And the best part of that whole interview is he said, "Oh, by the way, I want to say one more quick thing about Clegg. You, you know what I mean? Like these guys, even though he's honest and he's so straightforward, and he's like people can even say tough, they respect him. And You could see that. You know what I'm saying? And that's the biggest thing. And that's why they're landing kids like him, out of the Youngstown area. It's not just because he's from the same area. Because I went to high school for people I don't like. That doesn't mean crap." But the thing is, he connects with them. And you could see that in that interaction you guys have with Jason.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right, so you said you had a guest. Do you still have a guest or you want to, we got to uh, delay it?
4: Let's delay it. Let me, let me go get someone right now.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. Do what you got to do. I'll so see you, you guys got to understand how this works out. Uh go ahead, Bryce. Go ahead and do that. You know, put the microphone down. Um this is Bryce's first time taking all the equipment on location. So he has the mixer, a couple of headphones. We show him how to set up the mix and hook it into the computer. So he went out and he's live on location because we wanted to make sure we like to show the, the local guys some real love. And so Samaj Morgan is having a big time ceremony and we wanted to have a presence there, but I also had to be here so I could do the, the Jair announcement. <laughs> I can only imagine how bad. it. I mean, as, as bad as the audio and video was, <laughs> it, I can only imagine what it would have been like if I was on location out there too. So I see where we're going now. <laughs> we have Amir Herring joining us now. Amir, who we talked to on the morning show, now has finally had an opportunity to sink in that you're officially a Wolverine, Amir. So what does it feel like, man, to be able to walk around town saying you're officially signed with Michigan?
7: It just feels really good just overall. You know, I've been signed for – I mean, I've been committed for five months. So just getting the time to finally say I'm officially a Wolverine, moving in on campus, you know, getting started with this group of guys. That's class.
1: I didn't ask you this this morning, so we can get into it now. And I know Bryce and Steve have questions for you. I've watched you a ton, Bryce and Steve have too, but we have a lot of people watching now who've never seen Amir Herring. So break down your game. What will they see when they watch you on the football field? I just
7: I just finished, guys. That's really the name of the game. I'm a role grader type of player who's going to bring you know technique in this game, in the, run, in the run game and the pass game. I'm a very technical player, very smart player, and I'm always going to be prepared really when my name is called at any position. And I could play around the offensive line, either tackle guard or center.
2: Steve Amir, what what stands out about Sharon Moore? I mean, obviously Michigan's won the Joe Moore Award twice now. We know that they can produce offensive linemen. But as far as Sharon Moore as, as a coach and a guy, like what what stands out about him? What do you, maybe what do you think makes him as effective as he's been for for the Michigan offensive line
7: last two years? A lot of the guys in the room, it's a lot of unselfishness. So just a lot of the guys they bought in really to the program that Coach Moore has set in the offensive line room. We wanna finish guys, we're road graders, we're gonna be technicians on the field.
2: Have they discussed I know you'd be an interior guy, I'm sure, is there is it guard or center? I mean, or is there no or is there no set spot where they really kinda of look at you
7: for it's right now? A, it's not a set spot, but I'm for sure gonna be an interior guy at guard okay. and center. You know, Coach Moore likes the flexibility that I have as a guard and a center. He sees, you know, a lot of future in me at both positions.
1: Absolutely. Right, marriage?
4: No, I mean, I've seen, you know, Mayor, we've seen you at camps, what, since your freshman year even. Um, you mentioned you excited to go block for Donovan again. Can you just talk about that pipeline that West Bloomfield has with, uh, I guess, Michigan. Well, what do you think about that going into that?
7: West Bloomfield, they just have a rich tradition of really guys that's going to the next level. And, you know, with me and Samaj going to Michigan, you know, we're creating a little pipeline to Ann Arbor. So just overall, I can't wait to see, you know, who we got next coming in the system through West Bloomfield who's going to join us in Ann Arbor.
1: I'm curious, Amir, because, I mean, it, we watched you grow up. watch you grow up in the game, watch you grow up as a young man. I felt like we watched you grow as a leader this year, right? I mean, because this this year it was your team, right? You and, you and Samaj, this was – you guys were looked to. Now, I won't forget after the, the Rochester-Adams game, you guys lost. And, and it, it wasn't just that you got beat. It was that you guys played – Uncharacteristic mistakes, you know, guys kind of lose the composure,
5: and that's
1: what you seized upon. You were talking about how, hey, man, we got some things to correct beyond you know, some of the mistakes we made on the field. We got to correct ourselves when it comes to composure and dealing with adversity, and that really struck me as you maybe kind of seeing guys were looking to you to kind of set that lead. How, was that something that came naturally? Or was that something that you got to focus on doing, becoming that kind of leader?
7: Naturally, I'm a lead by example type of guy. I'm really not a big talker, big talker, big people. Like, talking to people, but just overall, I know I needed to step in that role and like, just we need to clean some stuff in the house really after that loss. So just me, I had to step kind of in a different role and be more vocal. So that's what I had to do in that moment for my team. Whatever my team needs, I'm going to do for them. And whatever it takes to really clean up the mistakes that we need to clean up. That's what we need to do.
1: Yeah, I am I'm, I'm also curious as you as you look at this class. I mean, did you lay your hands on a lot of guys in recruiting? I mean, were you were you actively kind of helping to bring guys into the poll? And if that's the case, are you still trying to work on bringing there some other guys out there that haven't committed yet? I'm wondering, are you are you working the polls trying to make that happen?
7: Um. On the recruitment end, we just as a group, we're really, we're relentless really with the recruitment. <laughs> as a group and the, as the recruiting class, just overall getting Carmelo English, and Jair Hill a couple a couple hours ago, hour ago. Yeah, I just got him. Just, yeah, just got him, just got him. But we really just work hard, really just showing, just really just showing the guys love, really, that the coach and staff love, and we love and We need them in our program and how they're going to fit. Really, I mean, it's a puzzle piece to the big puzzle that we're going to build, and that's one of the national championships.
1: What uh, what's next for you, Amir, uh, in terms of, you know, anything you're going to be participating in, what, you, what you're working on when it comes to physically, and when do you report to Michigan?
7: So, actually, my first day at Michigan will be tomorrow. First day will be tomorrow, so I'll be reporting there. And then um, I'll be playing in the Under Armour All-American game on January 3rd on ESPN. And then after that, on January 20th, I'll be playing in the Polynesian Bowl and NFL Network.
1: Man, so it's a full slate for you. You get a chance to get some practice. You get to get practice with Michigan a little bit?
7: Yes, sir. Okay, man.
1: Practice with Michigan. Playing under our All-American game. Get to play in the Polynesian Bowl. I mean, are your parents going with you to white? Yes, sir. They got us. <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations. You can't miss that trip. Yeah, man. Soak it up. Soak it in. Can't wait to see you in the amazing blue, but until then, looking forward to seeing you in the All Star games, man.
7: Yes, sir. Thank you,
1: Amir Herring. They're calling it, Steve. I mean, let me put up some of the uh, some of the comments here. I've been trying to add a few. They they're calling them the trench mob.
5: That's
1: what they're calling them in the chat. Calling Michigan's line group line group, offensive line and defensive line, calling them the trench mob. Which I think
2: is pretty catchy. That's up yeah, so I could see that hanging on. I think I could see that catching a little bit of you know, if, if we helped, if we push that out there a little bit, I think that could, that could stick. That's not something the coach is going to be down about. They're going to love hearing something like that. You know, I could, could see some, uh, some edits sent out to recruits with something like that on there, right? So, hey, I mean, you know, they've, what was it? Was it the 2013 offensive line class? Under Hoke, had the six four star guys right. Really, none of them panned out, you know. And and now, just the last few years, we're finally. And it does. People might think it's crazy, but it's it a recruiting miss of that magnitude can take forever to kind of get out of. Maybe not as long as, as it used to be because of the portal, but but the, just through a recruiting from a recruiting standpoint, it takes a long time to build a year in and year out unit up front that can produce. Cause even during those downtimes, Michigan had individual linemen that were really, really good, but across the board, you know, they never had five guys that were, you know, big 10 caliber starting every, every game. And now, you know, with these three pickups, this cycle, what they've done in the portal, you know, Michigan next year, even whether with a, whoever they lose, whoever they don't lose either way, will be replacing those guys with big 10 ready Offensive linemen uh, who who should excel at a high level. I mean, I don't know about you, Sam. I don't think there's any reason to think Michigan can't compete for the Joe Moore Award again next season, honestly. So, right, you know, and, and guys like Amir, Evan Link, Nathan Afobi don't have to be in a hurry to see the field. I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, freshmen, it's, it's difficult to see the field as a freshman up front. And Michigan now has afforded themselves the chance to actually legitimately be able to develop guys like that. And and make them field ready before they actually have to hit the field. So, you know, yeah, great, great pickups. Yeah, trench mob. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I can see that fitting.
1: <laughs> I can see him fitting too. Um, this one is not a surprise. Jake's uh, sign with Florida. So this you know what it does though, because that was another thing. And I'm telling you something. This this is something that was relevant in the recruitment of Carmelo English. Ron Bellamy maintained that relationship, that connection, even after that kid committed to uh, to Auburn. So when he decommitted, he was already in position. You, that is a strategy that I think applies to recruiting more broadly. Now, not just about guys who might decommit, but guys who are going to hit the portal. Fellas, I mean, if, if, if you're a coach now, you better not be burning bridges. You not, better not be getting in your feelings about losing a guy. Because there is a decent chance that an opportunity is going to come back around for you to maybe have another bite at the apple. So you met you end on grit on good terms. You have a, a good rapport because if they hit that portal and we see Michigan killing the game in the portals, so I want to kind of seize upon that conversation a little bit before we start getting back to guests, but you better be wor- keeping that in mind. I need to keep this relationship. Because there's a chance you're going a, 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 to a have an opportunity to recruit them again, Bryce.
4: No, I think that's a great point. Uh, you know, the other thing with it is uh, I think when you're looking at their portal recruiting, they're being selective. I call it portal shopping, essentially. And they're looking for the guys that fit what they need, but they're not just – quantity their quality as well and i think that's the biggest difference when you look at some of these schools who's taking 20 guys i'm looking at basically flip a roster compared to michigan who's basically looking for more plug-and-play sort of players and when you're looking at that too the biggest thing we've talked about is culture and four of the seven are captains and the other three sam are guys that they highly recruited coming out of high school i mean you look at ernest houseman That's guy they really want out of high school. Mouse Hinn. That's another guy they really want out of high school. Um, And like I said, with the captains, you got Jack Tuttle, Captain. H. J. Barner, Captain. You know. All all these guys. So you could see you could kind of see the line of attack, how they're approaching um, the portal. I think it's smart because bottom line, I don't know if this recruiting class is where they wanted it to be, but how do you fix that? And how do you kind of make it an instant improvement? Go to the portal, find a couple guys you really like, and turn it around. And I think that's what you're saying with this uh, recruiting class and just overall cycle.
1: Yeah, it's a great segue, Steve, because you know, we're going to have to dedicate a whole episode, a separate episode to Michigan's portal guys. We'll get those guys. Try to get those guys on, so we can interview them as well and introduce you to them. But Steve, when you evaluate this class and see where it's, it's ranked, just with the with the uh, incoming recruits, what is? I can't remember what the last. I think it was like nineteen or twenty, somewhere in the in the teens, right? I don't know where it's where it is now. Sixteenth. It's sixteenth now. You got, obviously there's a disparity there when you consider they're arguably the number one team in the country. So fans understandably are saying, wait a minute, why are we number one in, you know, on the field and number 16 in recruiting? I get it. And there are some things that they can improve, no doubt. But when you add to the equation, the work they did in the portal at least in my eyes, maybe not according to the 24 seven rankings. You know, they'll have them. They they'll adjust it for the, uh, for the portal. I don't think they quite have them top 10, but to me, when you add Michigan's portal guys in there, I think it's a top 10 hall.
2: It's really not that far behind. Like the 2020 class was ranked 12th. The 2018 class was ranked 22nd. The one that turned out that panned out so well. Right. I don't, you know, And like I said, I think the other thing, too, and I mean, this is just my opinion. Uh, I think in some of those other classes, I I think they're in the past, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I I think there were guys that Michigan would take that I'm not 100 percent convinced were uh, Michigan caliber guys necessarily. Right. And so that's where those Ohio guys we talk about, even like an athlete like Kendrick Bell, whether he's related to Ronnie Bell or not, like there's upside, like legitimate upside with a lot of these guys, like real upside. And I think that that's where I think there's a little bit, that's where I think there's a difference. Um, you know, the top half of these classes is always going to be strong. There's You're always going to really be able to see the potential up front, you know. So a lot of times with Michigan, but, but I mean, how many more classes do we have to, to watch Michigan sign to understand how many of these lower ranked guys end up panning out? Josh Uche, Quiddy Pay—I Pe- mean, guys that are doing major work in the pros right now are got some of the guys that were Quitty Pay Pe- was the lowest ranked guy in the 2017 class and ended up may have ended up being the has ended up having the best football career of anybody in that entire class, right? So, you know, at this point, Michigan's evaluation process—they know when they're looking what what type of athletes they're looking for, what type of measurables they're looking for you know, and and et cetera, et cetera. So I I guess what I'd say is, you know, they've at least earned the opportunity to be, for fans to be a little bit more patient with with the way that they recruit sometimes because, you know, we see it. Yeah, I mean, we see like what schools like Oregon and Miami have done today. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, will Michigan ever go that route? I'm not convinced that they will, uh, especially now that we've seen how well the portal has worked out. Uh, for Michigan because you're, what I think is, is so fascinating is I think the portal may be the way for Michigan because kids that are through their se- first, second, even third year aren't going to fall for all the bells and whistles that they may have as a, as a high school kid. They're going to want to go with their, where they get the best chance to play at the next level, you know, While while earning potential like the NIL opportunities and stuff. And I think, you know, that's where Michigan can really kind of, I think, build a full roster, kind of combining those two ideas. So one other thing I want to mention, real quick, you guys were talking about the relationships. When I talked to Ernest Hausman, you mentioned Ernest Hausman. When, when I talked to him after he committed to Michigan, it was interesting when I asked him how much he liked, you know, I was like, what do you think about Michigan the first time around? And I was like, because you, I know you never, you never ended up visiting Michigan, but I know they were a school that liked you and recruited you. And he said, well, the thing about Michigan, he's like, I, throughout the process he said I always had respect for their coaching staff you know and I right Mm -hmm. so you know that that's that's like you said Sam is is where Michigan that's you you can't yeah you can't get in your feelings about any of these recruitments at all and they don't I always say if Michigan misses out on a guy I think fans get more upset about it than than the coaching staff actually does right so um, you know it's because I think there's a bigger picture there and you know, again, yeah, another area where the way Michigan recruits is something that can pay off for them. It pays off with with them with guys like Jason Hewlett, mentions Klink as a guy that isn't going to promise him anything, you know, is straight up with him, but yeah, it can also really help you down the road with guys that you liked earlier in the process, maybe chose somewhere else and, and, you know, doesn't have the right fit or they want to move on and and then Michigan can kind of come in and and strike.
1: Bryce, I'm curious your your thoughts overall on the class and uh, specifically on the job they did in the portal.
4: Let's, I guess start with the portal. I, I think one, they're not done. But at the same time, I don't think they're to the point where we're gonna see the multiple ads every hour, which we've seen the past few days. I think at this point it comes down to who's returning. If you lose a couple guys at corner, then maybe they might, you know, look at corner a little harder, which they already are and they've already kind of reach base with some of these guys. But I think that's one area. Another position is running back. What does Blake do? And do they even feel like they need a, another running back? You know, they felt the need they need a backup QB. Check. They felt they need they need some offense alignment. Check. You know, so they've done all that. Then when it comes to this recruiting class, I think Sam, like we said last podcast, you gotta sprinkle in a couple top top elite players. You got Jair J- J- Hill. Cole Cabana, you know, at a, at these are guys that can make an impact. And I think right away, you know, when you're looking at cornerback, that's a position I think you could see the field as a freshman and make an impact. Running back, I think, is another spot. You know, defense alignment, that's tough. I mean, we've seen Mason Graham. But that there's not a lot of Mason Grahams that can
1: obviously step in and do that. So, Hey, man, Courtney, I, hey, Courtney was calling me. Uh, Courtney Morgan was calling me during the broadcast. I got to call him back. He was probably calling about Dyer Hill. You know, Washington was recruiting Dyer Hill hard. But you mentioned Mason Graham. Because this, this is a question that, that we get, because we got more guests. We're going to talk to Cole Cabana. Uh, he's coming up in the next hour. We're going to uh, – Smosh Bridgman is saying he's going to come on as well. Br- Bryce has some others uh, there that we're going to try to get. But people keep asking, okay, so what would you do? What did you see on the horizon – uh, for Michigan, as far as uh, things they can do to kind of get the recruiting fortunes closer to the on-field fortunes, I think one thing they've already done is the portal. I-, I think they found whatever whatever that cheat code was that would allow them to 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 identify guys that they could actually get in school, right? Guys with multiple years of eligibility, like Ernest Hausman right they they've i think found a nice mix of grad transfers and guys early enough in their uh, in their careers or guys at a place like Stanford that even if they're 3 years in they can transfer and they won't lose credits they found that that good mix the next thing i think is is you know resource allocation in recruiting right so if it's me i think one of the biggest things that that they lost recruiting wise Uh, In in the cycle, of course, you lost the relationship guy in in Courtney Morgan. That was that was tough. That was really, really tough to have a a recruiting staffer that is responsible for Mason Graham. Courtney Morgan is responsible for Mason Graham. So you need to be sending him some royalty checks. Courtney Morgan is responsible for Zeke Berry. Courtney Morgan is responsible for Deuce Spurlock. You had a recruiting guy who was a, a recruiter. Right. So. But that's compounded by now. You take Sharone, who is arguably the top recruiter on your staff, and now you have to you have to confine him a bit based on the elevation of his role. You just can't put a play caller. You can't spread him as as thin as you do a regular position coach, right? And this was something that I learned from from Courtney. And this is not it's not unique to Michigan. Georgia does it the same way. You go around the country and they they use their coordinators more as closers. Sure, they have a position to recruit, but you can't do with Sharone Moore more what you used to do. Hey, Sharon, go recruit Dax Hill. Hey, Sharon, go go recruit Darion Green Warren on top of your position, on top of your area in Illinois. You can't do that anymore. So who replaces that? My candidate? The guy that I would be, he would be my new Sharon Moore. And I'm curious what you think about this, Steve. Jay freaking Harbaugh. Jay freaking Harbaugh. I would drop him on any of my top guys. Any any of my top guys that you kind of felt like you needed an extra sort of recruiting assist on, be it a quarterback, be it a running back, wherever. Because think about it. Think about for a second the pros that Jay Harbaugh has recruited. Jay Harbaugh recruited Zach Charbonnet. Jay Harbaugh recruited, you know, Hassan Haskins as a developmental guy. Jay Harbaugh recruited Blake Corham, beat Ohio State for him. Jay Harbaugh recruited Donovan Warren, beat Ohio State for him. Jay Harbaugh recruited Colston Loveland, beat Alabama for him. The dude recruits pros. So if it's me and I'm looking for my, my, my new Jack of all trades guy, that, hey, you know, we might be lagging with this guy or lagging with that guy. We, you know, we got a recruiter that might need an assist from someone else on staff. Steve Lorenz J. Harbaugh is that guy for me.
2: Easy choice, right? I think, I think you're spot on, Sam. I mean, definitely one of the, I mean, he had Najee Harris. I mean, we all know, you know, we don't have to go down that road again, but Michigan, you know, he was the 1,000% reason why Michigan, well, I guess we'll just say, got as far as they did, I guess, with Najee Harris or whatever however you want to put it. But, yeah, I mean, and, and one of the better combinations in the country of has recruited his position really well and has coached his position really well. You know, Jake Butt wins the Mackey under his tutelage. We've seen what those guys that he recruited at running back have done the last few years. Uh, the other thing, too – you know, and it's his eva- his evaluations, you know, even guys that didn't end up at Michigan, um, you know, I'll turn on a game every once in a while or, or highlights across the country. And, like, there's just this weird pattern, like, I noticed where, like, guys who are doing things across the country at, at different schools, I'm like, yeah, that was one of Michigan's, like, top guys. Like, you know, it, no, cra- no crap about it either. Like, legit, you know, like these – man, that was Michigan's, like, top target at – running back a few cycles ago or top three, you know, like Michigan was the first school to host B. John Robinson on an unofficial visit. They were the first school to offer Travion Henderson. These are J. You know, like there's, there's just a, a he's always kind of been a step ahead uh, both in the relationship building aspect, but really the evaluation process as well. I feel like so uh, absolutely, I, you know, ties across the country, he's the, definitely the kind of guy I think you could throw in any living room or any high school. And, and it's going to, is going to make a legitimate connection with kid, parent, coach, uh, whoever, you know, and, and yeah, you know, like, yeah, because Sharon did yeah, what Sharon did the last <laughs> few cycles. You know, like, like Darian Green Warren's a great example, you know, as a guy playing at one of the top high school programs in the country. It's like, what the hell is Sharon Moore doing in California recruiting Darian Green Warren? Like, doesn't even make sense, and then it's like, oh well, yeah, he's the ace recruiter on the staff. I think Partridge kind of used to
1: he sure fill did. that
2: role for Michigan when he was there too. You know, was a guy that you can just you can you could basically you know he could fall asleep and you could put him on the pl- just put him on the plane and drop him off and he'll find his way to the high school and, and get you a four star kind of guy. So, um, but yeah, I think Jay and and you know Jay I know worked really closely with Chris Partridge when they we're both on staff too, you know, as a guy that has soaked up and, and learned from from other guys and other coaches and stuff too. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely would be the kind of guy I think you could send anywhere and have success.
7: A real,
2: a real weapon and a guy
1: who I think is going to be – I mean, you, you think about Jerome being in head coaching uh, mentions, rightfully so. You think about Jesse Mentor being in head coaching mentions and rightfully so. Right there with him to me is Jay Harbaugh. Uh, and it's a travesty that he doesn't get more – more mentioned. That's not me trying to talk him into leaving. That's just me saying that that dude, he's he's coach. He deserves it.
4: He's he deserves it
1: so for sure. The ball. He doesn't get enough credit for the kind of coach he is, and he damn sure doesn't get enough credit. For no, him him. no. So this is one for you, Bryce. Resource allocation. They got to figure out a way to make Denard more of a presence in in the recruiting staff circle, right? He Right now, it just seems like he's an on-campus guy. Well, I think you're
4: starting to see it. I think you're starting to see You see Chrissy Walt, a kid from South Florida, is a 2025 guy. He's a top 100 player in that class, and I I get it. He's three years away. So that recruitment can have tons of changes, but Denard had his fingerprints all over that recruitment, and I think he's a guy that, Sam, like you said, they need a youth utilize more you know i think when he first got there he was a face Mm. which is good but he's a face from 10 years ago and some of these kids just because you have the ea game doesn't mean you know who that is you know so you get on my campus get these kids on campus he gets to interact with them and he has an instant connection him and chris bryant those are the two guys i get get all the time of names that really monitor, you know, those are the two guys that people really say. And Albert and Christina, they get love as well. Um, Those four, I think, can really be a super team, you know, when it comes to recruiting. I think the other thing, too, that would really help is this offseason not have no drama in terms of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he already Mm -hmm. squashed the NFL thing. And then the other thing I would say with that is hopefully, hopefully you don't have too many coaches leave. Right. And you're playing musical chairs for some of these positions. Because so if you keep some of these coaches intact and not move them, that should help recruiting as well. And then the last thing I want to put in: you pick Jay Harbaugh, I'd probably pick Ron Bellamy. I think Ron Bellamy is the guy I would start putting on your top guys. Because, yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, look,
4: look at look at the last two. guys
1: he's landed. Yeah,
4: I'd say look at the last two wide receiver classes: Amari Walker, Carmelo English, Darius Clements. Tyler Morris. I mean, it's stacked. And what did we see Jay Harbaugh do? Stack the running back room. So that's a guy I would definitely start putting on their top guys. And you've seen that already, Jane Davis.
1: Jane Davis, Nicholas Harbor. We got Nicholas a lot of Harbor. Nick. Harbor. We got a lot of Nick Harbor questions in the chat. So uh, yeah, I still think <laughs> I still think that Michigan is the team to beat for Nick Harbor. I think. You know, you got a couple of feathers in your cap if you're Michigan. You got mom, who's from Detroit, and loves Michigan. You got his track coach Pam, who is a staunch advocate of the amazing blue. You have the experiences that he's had on campus. You know, really, really resonate. And how about this one? How about this one? See, I didn't even drop this one on the boards yet, and I and I'm about to. So. One of the things that they they realized when they came uh, when they came around is that Olu Olaotimi's dad and um, Nick Harper's dad, I guess they're from the same place, and so they they really vibed. And so that was a they there was a a connection there in that here Olu's experience is a great blueprint. High academic guy, you know, achieved at the highest level on the field academically you know a big time student as well and is doing all those things that nick wants to do from a being a football player and a a student standpoint that olu's already doing now you can add the track element in there too that is something that nick wants to do but again you got these connections that are really starting to i think help michigan's case more and more and more that being said steve and bryce I do think that South Carolina is a more formidable foe uh, than I initially thought they were. Uh, I think that staff has done a great job recruiting them. I think he's had some great visits down there. I, I haven't yet figured out what the track lure is for them. I don't know if there's some DMV guys on, you know, in the recruiting class or or what, but there seems to be something there. Uh, that's appealing, but. I think Michigan still maintains a lead. My personal opinion, they're in good position. Around Bellamy was down there a couple of times uh, while the recruiting period was going on. And then, on top of that, if they can get a quarterback, not just any quarterback, if they can wrap Jaden Davis up in January before Nick makes his decision, I think that's just another element in the equation. Because, Steve, right now, if you're Nick Harbour and you commit, I know he has to look at the quarterback situation at all of these schools. But you could really like. Hey, I could get to play with JJ. I get to play with JJ McCarthy one year, maybe two, but likely one. What's after that? This would answer that question if they're able to get a Jaden
2: Davis in the fold. Yeah, I'm wondering how many twists and turns there will be in this one too, right? I mean, Maryland's making a major push. Feels like he's been on their campus a, yeah, at least a couple times very recently. Uh, South Carolina, you mentioned. I think he's talked about wanting to visit LSU as well. They've always kind of been sneaking around, but yeah, Michigan. Michigan does have those feathers in their cap. Uh, yeah, I think a Jaden Davis commitment from a perception standpoint is is always going to resonate. I, I think a it could it could help them in a Harbor type deal, but I think it could also really jumpstart the 2024 class as well, too. Right? So, uh, but yeah, you know, Nick Harbord. Going to be a fascinating story, not just wherever he commits and signs, but just his whole college career is going to be very fascinating to follow because he offers a lot of things that I don't think we really normally see. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're—he's probably going to be a topic of conversation every episode we record until national, until the February signing day, right? I mean, it's like yeah, so it's, it's only a few other guys left, right? So, every minute. Um, that's why I said. That's why I wonder. You know, how many t- will there be? Will this be a twisty and turny type end? Uh, you know, of the trip of this recruitment, or or will he kind of go through with his plans and just make a decision? I mean, I think that's kind of the big, the big question. Because, like I said, a guy of his athletic ability and potential caliber is probably going to hear a lot of things uh, from a lot of college coaching staffs before he actually puts his name on the dotted line. So, but yeah, I think you know. It's, it is one of those recruitments, though, where kind of throughout – it's like sort of like the Jaden Davis one. It's like Michigan's kind of been the constant throughout. Uh, you know, there have been other schools. I do, Yeah, South Carolina's had some staying power too, but but Michigan's been mentioned for Nick Harbor for longer than even Maryland, who's his backyard school. I mean, I, you know, Maryland has only recently kind of seemed to surge a little bit. It feels like it's been – you know, Michigan's kind of been one of the first couple schools mentioned throughout the entirety. Uh, you know, so a lot of times that can mean good news at the end of the day. It did with Jair Hill earlier. Um, it did with a lot of other guys. Other guys that have committed to Michigan over the years. So you know, it could be something to kind of think about with Harbor as things eventually wind down. People asking, "What is he?"
1: Um, you know, obviously he wants to be a receiver. He's a receiver uh, by trade. I think that's what he. Right on wherever he goes. I think it it lends uh, itself to him being the high-level track athlete that he aspires to be. He aspires to be an Olympian, which is why I said early in the early going, stop talking – look, you want to recruit the guy successfully, stop talking about defense. I mean, I understand why people were saying that, but do you want to get him? Or do you just want to be talking about where his greatest upside is? Because the fact of the matter, I think he has great upside wherever he plays. He might be closer to being an impact guy on defense than he is on offense, but – He can get there on offense, too, with some development. When I first went to sit down and talk with him, he compared himself to Megatron and to Kyle Pitts, right? Crazy, as I said earlier, that he's faster than both of those guys right now. But where do I see – who do I see him being more like down the line? I actually think it's Kyle Pitts, right? I I think he'll be more that flex sort of super ultra hybrid uh, tight end guy. You know, because Kyle Pitts is not your classic tight end. He's, you know, he's not even, you know, he's not even Travis Kelly. He's he's on a bigger Vernon yeah. Davis, is what someone said. Crazy thing is Kyle Pitts faster than Vernon Davis. Well, Nick Harbor is faster than them. And if you're Michigan, I'm selling the crap out of this. Because think of think about Nick Harbour and Coast and Loveland's role. Because Coast and Loveland is going to take what we just saw. What we just saw Luke Schumacher do in terms of targets and turn it on his ear. Yeah. So if you put, you put Nick Harbor in that role, Bryce, are you kidding me? How many times? Tar- I mean, you're involved in everything. You're the H guy. You're the rapper in sp- on split zones. You're going to be coming across in on duo kicks. So you're going to be in the, in the run game, right? You're going to be, you're gonna be the, the the tight end or the eighth guy running line routes, running wheels, running seam routes, they're gonna split you out, put you in mismatch situations. You're gonna get 10, 12 targets a game. I mean, it's I'd be selling easy.
4: Should be easy. So I I think the other thing to two looking at that is show them the receptions this season. I think Luke right now is third on the team, which some teams might use as a negative. This you can turn into a positive and say, listen, that can be you, but instead of getting tackled by a nine-yard catch, you're taking that to the house because you have something we don't have in this program, you know, and I think that's a big key is the usage. He wants to know that if he comes to whatever school, he's going to get the ball and he's going to be highlight, you know, highlighted. And I think with Michigan, you can show him Colston Loveland success as a freshman and say, listen, I imagine this be you, but with your skill set, you can take it to another level. So bottom line with this recruitment is hopefully Michigan doesn't make us top five and then they'll be good. They just can't make us top five.
0: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All right, so let's bring in a guest because Michigan just picked up a guy who, in my opinion, I said it earlier, is a top 50 talent, right? And... I got a chance to spend a day down in Kankakee during the summer. Cause you know, you, it, it's one thing to, you know, talk to a dude on the phone, but I realized in the early going that Jair Hill was one of Michigan's top guys, top, top guys. So, man, I got to go down there and spend some time. So I went to school, hung with the people, went to one of the local watering holes and hung out over there and talked some more. And then through uh, one of the acquaintances I made, Uh, Back at that time with my guy, Curtis Crosby, he hooked me up with a dude at the school who's my guy, who was Johnny on the spot, who helped us with the live stream, who helped us understand what was going on with Jair. So I'm going to bring in Coach J.J. Hollis right now. Coach Hollis, how you doing, man? Yeah, I think you're you're muted. You're muted. You got to take you off mute. Hey, it's a great day.
8: It's a (laughs) great day, man. It's a great day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Glad to see him going to Michigan, man. It was a great day. Great day.
1: All right. So Coach Hollis, uh, we got
8: a lot of uh a
1: lot of fans watching <laughs> right now who are excited about Jair, but they haven't they don't know him like you do. They haven't seen him like you've seen him. So break
8: down Jair's game. Tell the folks what they're getting in Jair Hill. I tell you what, you get one of the best athletes before every game. I used to ask him who's the best player in the country. And he used to say I was. You get one of the top players in the country. I mean, he can play offense, defense. The kid's electrifying. Real fast kid. I mean, this kid is a track kid. You got a heart of a lion. I mean, you're getting one of the greatest football players we've had in this city. And you're also getting one of the best players in the country. So I'm telling you right now, Michigan fans better get ready because this kid is electrifying. You know he's so electrifying that you you almost wonder, man, where is he best utilized? Now
1: he's gonna play corner at Michigan. Yeah, he's so he's so electric. And I said, man, they gotta figure out a way to get the ball in his hands, man. I mean, even if you don't throw, you know, put him on offense and give him a couple plays, at least put the man on special teams and let him let him be a guy. I'm
8: gonna tell you, he is. He reminds me of a a Michigan legend. Uh, He's Desmond Howard waiting to happen. Ooh, (laughs) telling you right now that explosive. And the crazy thing about it is he has a great upside. He has a great upside. He's very coachable. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Michigan got, I wouldn't say a steal, but I can tell you right now, he's going to lead them to a national championship before he leaves. You mark my word. Man, listen, I don't think it's hyperbole. I've
1: been telling the fellas, and they can attest to it. I think he's a top 50 talent. You know, it's one of those things where part of me wonders if he was, you know, if he was in, if he was in the land, as they call it, if he was playing in Chicago versus (laughs) Kankakee versus (laughs) Kankakee, you know, might, might there be more because he is a top two, four, seven guy. Yeah. But would people see him, like I see him as a top 50 guy, even if he was on a, if he was, you know, maybe playing
8: in the sea, I don't don't know if you think that, but I wonder what you attribute that to. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, if he was playing, you right, at one of the more high-profile schools in the Catholic League or something, because I coached in the Catholic League for years. Um, if he was at one of those schools, we might have heard a little bit more about him. Kankakee football had been down for a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: Him being a, being a top player in the country brought Kankakee back to the level Kankakee has always had athletes, but he's a he's a generational talent. So with that type of speed, athleticism, and he's – you what, what you're also getting is a great kid with a football, high football IQ, high football IQ. And so his father was a Division I football player at Northern Illinois University. So, I mean, this kid is – lights out. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm just so excited he's at Michigan. I'm just so excited, man. Can you two things? I want you to put in
1: into perspective for us the recruiting job that Michigan did, that Coach Klinkscale did. Because this was, hey man, this wasn't easy. This wasn't easy. Illinois made it real hard. Ryan Walters made it real hard. I know they did. So, kind of take me through what you think of the recruiting job Michigan did. Oh man. And, And then, and then the other question is, man, take me through. Because you, you keep talking about him like you've seen him do some amazing things. Yes. And What's the most amazing thing or some of the most amazing things you've seen him do on the football
8: field? Okay, uh, I, I'll answer the first one first. When uh, Michigan did a great job recruiting him, uh, shout out to that whole staff, man. I mean, you know, just the calls every day, the attention they paid to him when he came to visit. Um, they made his family feel welcome. Okay, that was a big thing. Uh, his mother and father felt very comfortable with the University of Michigan. Very comfortable. Uh, so they did a great job recruiting. That home visit was great. I mean, I think that may have, to be honest with you, I think that sealed the deal. You know, to come to his home, talk with his grandmother, talk with—I mean, it was that's a big deal, man. So I, I they did a great job recruiting him, man. A great job from Bell, Bellamy to Clingsdale. Everybody did a great job great job with him so and like i said he's he's very happy with his choice and he's ready to roll man mm-hmm. he's ready to roll and i'm gonna tell you one of the things i've seen some of the stuff i've seen this kid do from the defensive backfield position to break on the football sometimes i i saw him one time get an interception and i just knew he wasn't going to get there i knew He was burnt. I knew it. (laughs) I just knew it. But this kid's speed and, again, his high football IQ, it was like he was baiting the quarterback in. And all of a sudden, he came out of nowhere, picked it off, picked six to the house. And I just shook my head, man. I was like – but I've been watching him play since he was a little boy. And, you know, I've been at this a long time, and I've been scouting a long time. This kid has it. You have some kids that can play football, but then you have some kids that, that got it. He has it. And I'm going to tell you, he is a pro. He will be a pro. And because that kid is you, – you've just seen – you can watch his highlight film and you still haven't seen the tip of the iceberg or who he's going to be as he grows in Michigan. He made a great choice great choice. Bryce, Steve, you have any questions for Coach
1: Hollis before we let him go?
4: Yeah, I just got a quick question, Coach. It uh, seemed like he made Coach Klink's sales sweat there when he didn't put them in the top five. Could you talk about that relationship Jair and Klink have?
8: They have a great relationship. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That's what type of kid he is. I mean, he, we about knew what was going to happen. Okay. We about knew what was going to happen. I mean, he's been talking about Michigan for a while, okay? Um, I think that was just to bring, you know, the drama of it all. Um, you know, I think it was just, you know, just for everything, you know, for the for the cameras and everything. I, I think he played it up real well. But we all knew, you know, what was about to happen, you know. Um, put it this way. Not only would Michigan have been shocked, I think all of of the city of Kankakee would have been shocked. (laughs) He had had picked somewhere else because we just knew. I'm going to tell you right now, Coach Harbaugh and his staff, and and, and as a coach of his, it, it made me proud to see because, you know, being a former Division I athlete myself, I wasn't recruited like that. Okay. And to see a kid get recruited like that, that made me feel good because I know they really wanted it. I know he was top priority on their board. And to see a kid that I watched play since he was four years old till now and watch his hard work pays off, hey, it's, it, it's a great day here at Kankakee, at Kankakee High School in the city of Kankakee. And you guys got a good one in Ann Arbor. I can tell you that. Steve, anything for Coach Hollis before we let him go?
2: Nah, I think it was all good. Covered everything. Yeah, Appreciate well, it, Coach.
8: Hey, thank you guys and thank you for everything. And and guess what? We got some more recruits. This won't be the last time. Well, hey,
1: that that that's a great way to exit because man, I think Marquise Easley. Woo. I think Woo! he's a dude, man. So Woo! listen, I, I think that's a guy that if Michigan is if they're looking at the hey. tape and watching watching hey, Jair, you can't help but see Big Marquise Easley. What what about him as a prospect? I'm
8: gonna tell you right now, it's six, seven, 315 pounds. This kid moves like a tight end, or I'm going to tell you right now, he's athletic. He drops steps and dunks a basketball like, like nobody's business, man. I mean, this kid is an athlete playing offensive line, and he's nasty. He's nasty, man. I'm going to tell you right now, he he is a power five talent. Whoever gets him, he's All-American waiting to happen. He's All-American waiting to happen. That kid is, and here's the key. He has a great upside. Mm. He has a great upside. So, like I said, this won't be the last time you hear from me. We got about we got him and we got a few more coming behind him. That's, whoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey man, so hey, I'm gonna be tapping your shoulder again. We gotta do some more some more live sessions down there again.
8: Yeah, right? Hey, hey, call me anytime, we'll we'll get it going. <laughs> All right, Coach Hollis, appreciate your time, man. Thanks hey, a lot. You. All right. All right, thanks a
1: lot. All right, so folks. Now you understand why we were trying to tell people to relax a little bit, right? We were trying I and mean, they were Bryce, Steve, they were doubting us a little bit. You know, it was it was mostly the people who didn't have subscriptions though. It was mostly them. When we when we told the people on the site to calm down. They started to calm down. Now, news flash for you right now, but only for a limited time, 50% off annual subscription So it's a great opportunity to get in. You have, you have uh playoff coverage coming up. You have all-star game coverage coming up. You got Nick Harbor's recruitment, which is uh in the home stretch. He's gonna be a late signee. Jaden Davis looks like that's coming around the bend, maybe in January. If you've been on the hook. And having jumped in, now's the time over at themichiganinsider.com, 50% off an annual subscription. And That's even open to the month lease. This is your opportunity to upgrade at a discount. So advise you to do that. Don't be like that guy who was going at Bryce talking about, <laughs> you know, what's his name? Let me see. Did he Did he delete his tweet yet? Oh, no,
2: he did. He probably hasn't checked it yet. I haven't gotten a response yet. Clown. <laughs> he was trying to, uh, he's trying
1: to, to talk about Bryce. We talk about
2: listen i felt like
4: jordan i'm calling the basketball it's like shoot that thing how about how about that
1: comparison though guys yeah yeah go ahead bryce i didn't hear you
4: i was just gonna say i'm not gonna put a crystal ball in and look like a dummy right before signing day i mean listen i think the three of us would say we're pretty good at our jobs this is a recruitment, obviously they had twists and turns, but as you heard from his coach, all indications were pointing towards Michigan. This is one we kind of felt confident in going into last week or so really well. And, yes, yeah, Sam, you mentioned that comparison he made. That's, I mean, no pressure. You're right. That's I was just going to say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say, like, Steve Breston or, you know, like something like oh. Okay, maybe one of the two or three greatest players to ever play at Michigan. All right, no pressure. But I get it. No, I, I athletically right. absolutely. So that's what's that's what's always fascinating about the national signing day, the the high school to college transition. You see, this guy's got potential through the roof. You know, now it's on Michigan to get to tap that potential. You know, and see a guy who can make plays on Saturdays. I mean, Sam,
4: Steve, do you
1: think he could start? So, I, you know, I say, I think he's going to play. You know, I think they have, they have yet to see what's going to happen with, uh, with D.J. Turner and with Jamon Green. Do those guys come back or do they, do they go to the league? Um, if they come back, the the pressure – for the freshman to, to be ready, like right now, isn't as great. Uh, but I, I can see Jair getting on the field, even if they, even if they do, it might be more gradual than what we just saw with, with Will, because for all the reasons I explained before, you know, Will is just, he, he's, he's different. Will have been preparing for his freshman year in high school, in college since the eighth grade. His dad played at Michigan. He had been training with all these pros all this time, and he was an early enrollee. So you got a guy who had been taught how to study the game from a very young age, and then you dropped him on campus a lot early. I mean, he was he practiced with the team in bowl prep, like we just like Amir Herring is going to do, and then he earlier enrolled went through spring ball. These are advantages that helped him hit the ground running. Uh, His freshman year at at Michigan, you know, you aren't going to have all those same things at, uh, you know, available to Jair Hill. I say that to say, I don't know how how steep his learning curve is going to be, because that that's what it's all about. Physically, he's talented enough to be an impact guy as a freshman, and I'm convinced he's going to be one of the stars of this class. I'm just not I'm not ready to say that he is going to he's going to be as impactful as will as early for the reasons that I laid out.
4: I think mean, that's the point. I think the other thing, too, when you look at that is, I mean, Will just had two interceptions, but they took championship game. He's not your average freshman you're watching. He's an All-American freshman. And like you said, Sam, he's basically a thoroughbred type of person. I mean, horse, where he was raised to play for the band. You could see right. how technical, how sound he was he knows how to play. In position, That's a big part of why. And plus, the other thing, too, he knows, he knows his coaching style. You can tell he knows the players on the team card. And he's very effective. This is a guy I think is going to be all American in the next year. He's going to be that good. But if you compare him with Jair on the other side,
1: that, that could be a formidable duo right there. I'll be backing up Steve, we've been getting a lot of questions about what the biggest needs in the class were or are. Uh, cornerback, which they've addressed, yeah. right? Quarterback and cor- cornerback and quarterback are the ones that that jumped out at me. They addressed cornerback. The quarterback position was really kind of looking at it from the standpoint of the, the two classes. Of twenty two, of twenty three, and twenty four, you got to get one in one of those cycles. Obviously, the the one in this class looks like it's Kendrick Bell, uh, and then which which obviously puts the onus on twenty twenty four when you talk about your your five star uh, high, you know, kind of higher, uh, you know, expectation guy coming in the door. That's where sort of Jaden Davis
2: comes into the into the picture. Yeah, and you know, like. Are you know Alex Orgy, Jaden Denigal kind of forgotten men mm-hmm. already a little bit too, right? I mean, it is interesting that they signed two in 2022 uh, when there was not necessarily pressure to do so, necessarily. Uh, you know, looking back now, we see Dante Moore sign with UCLA today. Pretty clear that some kind of assurance of starting right away or playing right off the bat is is something that was going to matter in that recruitment. You know, Bo Nix announces he's coming back to Oregon. His crystal ball almost immediately flips to UCLA. We expect he could start there next season, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, cornerback, I thought linebacker too. Mm-hmm. You get Hayden Moore, uh, but that's that's where Ernest Hausman, uh, getting him as just a one-year guy, right? A guy only one year out uh, was huge for them at that position in that room. So, Uh, Those were probably the three biggest needs. They did sign two running backs as well. I think running back would have been a position I think we looked at as somewhere after only signing one last cycle. Uh, We'll see what happens with Blake Corum, I guess, if he's truly 50-50 like he told Adam Schefter today. uh, I don't know, but uh, that would change the dynamic there, obviously. But but either way, I think those were the positions that jumped out Right. right off the bat.
1: All right, we got people asking if if Cole Cabana is coming on. Cole Cabana is supposed to come on in the last half hour, so we keep you posted on that. But you know, we like getting scouting reports from from coaches. What if the coach and the dad are like like the same, right? Well, hey, we got a, a proper joining us right now, and he clean, 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 clean over here. Just, just, uh, first of all,
5: interesting. You gotta give him a proper introduction, right? Oh, everyone knows Mr. Morgan's so the Morgan's father. Here, the is with
4: the plan. He's pressed and impressed. He's got everything. But yes,
1: that's the, you know, the, the proper introduction for the for father. Sure. Uh, so, first of all, how proud are you? How proud are you?
9: Uh, very proud. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I know it's been kind of busy. We're going to get Samaj out here too in the hour. Uh, I want to give glory to God because without God, we wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, he showed us the plan and we just followed the plan. So I'm very happy and excited for this next chapter uh, in Samaj's life. Uh, very proud, Dad. Uh, and we couldn't be more excited as a family. Yeah,
1: man, you, you deserve to be excited. You also deserve a pat on the back, and as Collage offered it this morning. If you missed the interview with Collage
4: this morning, we'll
1: be putting that up on the Insider. On, on, on the YouTube page. But he talked about the journey, and so he had to go out and grind for his. He had to go out and earn that offer. And I remember watching him at Ferris State and, and, and how watching them kill it up there. And then he went to the Wayne State camp. He was going to the camp after camp, and he had to go to the Michigan camp. And kept going. It didn't matter. Wherever they wanted to see him, he showed up. Well, someone had to take him, right? And that was you making sure that he got to all of those camps.
9: Uh, yes. So what we did, you know, was coming off the COVID year, um, we basically just we just trained and grind. I said, when well, it opened back up, we're going to take this boy over. That's what we're going to we're gonna get As soon as they say, hey, we can get to camp, we're gonna get to camp. We worked uh, out with Coach Blackwell, SMSB, and we set his cam- calendar uh, that summer. It was July. I think he did. I think he did. 15 camps in like 21 days. Ended up at the uh, 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 under 50, 50 camp
7: in uh,
9: Atlanta. Uh, but we just set our schedule and I said look this might be a little bit too much for you and he was like I'm just gonna take my workout to each college campus he said I work out every day anyway so I'm just gonna take that day as a workout day and we just gonna go to these college campuses and we just gonna show up and show up so the journey was incredible I took them you know my wife rode with us too we, we uh, threw her in the car uh, my wife don't like to fly so uh, when I had to fly somewhere, I would meet him there. So the journey was incredible. Uh, he just he worked out, he slept in the car. Then we got to the hotel, ate, ner- uh, worked on his body. At the end of the day, he followed the journey, and that's why we were, uh here today.
1: So, look, I don't want you to be bashful. I don't want you to be, you know, feel like, be conservative in your description. I know you is his dad, but you're also a coach. You know him better than anyone. A lot of fans haven't seen Samaj do his thing. What can they expect from your son? What should they expect to see when he takes the football field?
9: Well, we talked the other day. He was like, Dad, i
1: got like two days. He like, he's
9: 10-toed, six turf, I ain't taking no Christmas. Like, I'm just going after everybody. He was like, look, I'm there to win the spot. It's like, so I'm going to go work hard, but I'm definitely going to be respectful and love my teammates. It's like, but at the end of the day, I got to go play because I love to play. So what they're getting, they're getting a playmaker. He's super competitive. Uh, He's going to make play after play after play. Uh, He's very smart. He's going to be in the classroom studying. He's going to be in in his playbook. He's going to be in his wide receiver meetings. And he he knows football, so he's going to be like a coach on the field. He's going to know uh, coverages. He's going to know everything. So they're getting a really, truly uh, wonderful uh, football player. Uh, they're going to love him at Michigan. The fans are going to love him because he's going to bring that hunger, that desire, and that passion uh, in the
1: big house. So let's go. All right. Well, hey, man, I don't know, Steve, Bryce, if you have anything for Mr. Morgan before we let him go. You guys got anything? Oh,
2: good. No, no, great. Great stuff.
1: Thank you all for
9: having me. Uh, Sam, hey, we pulled it off, babe. <laughs> he did. We did. pulled it off. We did. I love the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, Anything I can do from here on out, just let me know. Uh, Coaching with SMSB started back in January, so I got access to all the killers. Got access to all the killers. So shoot me a text. We got y'all. We got interviews. We're going to show y'all where the workouts at. Send pictures, videos, whatever you need to make your job easier. I'm the man. So thank you, Sam. (laughs) And thank you. Definitely thanks to Bryce. This is my guy right here, man. You got a heck of an employee, man. You need a raise. See that plug, buddy? <laughs> See that plug, man? Hey, hey! what a great, great guy, man. I love Bryce, man. We uh, got a good employee, man. He loves what he does. And uh, we talk quite often. And uh, uh, thanks for letting me have access to him. I will say that.
1: Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you, man. And, hey, you hey, know I'm going to be texting you. You know you the plug? Man, I'm the plug, baby. <laughs> All right, Mr. Yep, And I ain't
9: going to fumble that bag
8: either, baby. We're going to keep that boy full.
9: Every, every Friday, we filling that boy up. Oh, yeah, by the way, my first tailgate at the big house, is going to be epic. I'll send y'all an invite.
1: Okay. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All
9: right. Thank you very appreciate much. It. I'm going to go get some mine so he can uh, talk to y'all, okay?
1: All right, man, appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you very yeah. much. As you folks can tell, and I'm sure you can tell here, Steve, the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree in this regard, right?
2: No, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I thought I saw Bryce recording the part, just a small snippet of that uh, conversation there for future – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, how many – you know, great – I know the family very – if I, was Morgan's house was where Harbaugh did the dishes, correct? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, definitely a great, just a great family addition. Samaj, what the first commit in the class? Um, yeah. No, that's good. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, man, that was that was fantastic. And uh, yeah, Bryce, you got a lot of fans here, man. And they say, especially after you got that that crystal ball, right? People are taking shots at you for the crystal ball. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who took these shots. Oh shoot? Sure. Yeah, man, they they, they disappeared, right? They all of a sudden they ain't hiding. They don't want to. They don't want to answer. They don't want to pay the pipe. All right, Sorry. I Felt like the
4: Matrix. Hey,
1: Dodge.
5: Dodge. Yeah. yeah. Dodge.
1: So are we are we getting uh? Are you going to get some Is he next? I get him. I got him. One
5: second.
1: All right. We'll, we will add him to the fold. Uh, Steve, as we as we look at this, uh, you know, the the immediate impact guys on this class, they are always, uh, I think a sample space of, of, of those guys always comes from the early enrollees. So do you have a list? This is another question. Do you have a list of the guys who are going to be enrolling early in this class?
2: Yeah, we do. Um, I was actually pulling it up right now. I got to put those in the profile. So Cabana, both running backs Cabana and Hall, Fred Moore and Morgan, Samaj, Zach Marshall, Amir, Kumba, and Calhoun. You know, I'd mm-hmm. Cole Cabana maybe, uh, you know, depending. And, and I mentioned him earlier as a potential sort of. And gadgets kind of a not the best word to use but you know as a a package guy maybe in certain situations because of his ability to both run and and catch the football but otherwise i mean this is where having depth kind of pays off right um <laughs> <laughs>
6: Hello.
1: hey
2: that buff life man hey so he he's,
1: he's already ready with with the turnover buffs he's Except he's not gonna be turning it over. He's gonna be catching touchdowns. I nothing
4: over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Samaj Morgan, as I said, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So let's just jump right in, Josh. We got a different crew of fans that want to know. What you bring to the table. And now you got a partner in crime in the class. Now Carmelo English. I uh, love is English. Here. Yeah. Tell yeah so so what do you bring to the table and what will you and Carmelo bring together to the table? And I bring some art and I bring grit. Man, I
5: ain't for nothing to do. Y'all going to see a dog on the field with some passion and with some grit to him. That's all I'm going to say.
1: What do you think? Have you watched uh, Carmelo's film? What do you think of Carmelo when you see him on tape?
5: Uh Well, I ain't never really watched him, but I heard about him. Man. I heard he's a great player. I think I played against him a few times. Uh, probably had yeah, some 7-on-7 times So, um I'm definitely trying to get to work with him, man. We got some dogs. Me, Fred, and Carmelo. Man, it's time to work
0: on Yeah. And then the
1: other thing, man, is you know, since we talked this morning, Jair Hill. Yeah, going to I know you were just down at the Star in Dallas, the U.S. Army game. Did you get a chance to? To watch him and he kinda of peep his game thinking that nah, year.
5: Man, I got there. I got there on the last day, man, so I didn't really get to make no connections like that. I just played in the game and came back to the crib. But uh, I'm glad that he committed because I heard about him too. Man. With me, with me.
1: Uh
5: Bryce, I don't know if you have
1: anything. What about the West Bloomfield Connection? They continue to be on that program. I think it's great preparation because the expectation is the same the expectation to be the best. Is the same you use the competition always in practice because you always in practice and
5: playing against dogs every day. That's the
4: same
5: thing. Oh uh, man, just like that uh, I'm just I'm just thankful that I got to uh, come to high school at the beginning of my uh, high school. Deal with some great guys like Coach, uh, uh, Coach Bill. Real. I got to play with Dr. Kid, people like Donovan Curry. You know what i'm saying but i'm glad i can get to go up to the next level the you know like this will like this really gonna start time like we turn into a job. It been a guy that's the kid, and i been really crazy and i know he's gonna make me work and i know like we gonna push each other because he know me i know him you know i got a fire in me, you i light it up you know how to turn it down it ain't never gonna go off and uh, i'm just glad to get to working with him. Right. You got anything for Smack? Which should these real fans expect? What do you think this about? I'm a real, I'm just a real all-around player. Like, wherever they need me, I'm here. I'm going to do it, I'm going
0: to do it 140%. And they
5: just going to expect a door. like Just like I said, earlier, DLG, Okay. Steve, anything for Samaj before we let him get back to his party?
2: How big of a relief is it for you to be for this to be done?
5: Man, this little process, man, it was so long. Man, it started a little short time ago, but man, like it was so long. But I'm, I'm, I'm still thankful for the process. God put me in a great position. You know, what I'm saying to get 22 uh, scholarship offers to play football. uh, You know, I'm, I'm just kind of glad it's over. I made my decision a year ago, and I stuck. And I feel good about it. So
7: it's
5: time to get to work. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, gonna see you again. It's going crazy. It's <laughs> All right, well, Samaj,
1: congratulations on officially becoming a ring. Make it over there and enjoy your party. Thank you. Right. So, you know, I said earlier, and you can kind of see it there. So, if you, we had Darius Clemens on last year, right? And So, you guys have a feel for Darius's personality. Uh, you haven't really. I, I don't know that you've really gotten a chance to kind of hear from Amarion, but let me tell you, Amarion, personality-wise is the opposite of that. <laughs> right? He's a, he's diametrically opposed personality-wise to what you just saw. Now he's a dog on the field. Don't don't get it twisted. He can, you know, coming from Pontchartrain, Louisiana, he can go. But six four, you know, a little bit more mellow in his in his what in his in his, in his uh, approach. Darius Clemens also six four, a little bit bigger, uh, a little more out out there than than Amari, but still a, you know a little reserved in his approach. Then you complement them, Steve, with these two guys who just dog personified. That's what you get from from Samaj Morgan and Carmelo English. If you if you were putting together a puzzle, last year's receiver class and this year's receiver class would fit together like you wouldn't believe.
2: Yeah, and that, I mean, and that's why they went that route, right? Like, that's why I said they kept recruiting Carmelo English even after his commitment to Auburn. I mean, Michigan definitely had a plan at receiver this cycle and accomplished it, right? I mean, Samaj was the first commitment, and like, as he said, it was over, it's was it been over a year. It was December 1st of last year that he committed. Um, you know, and then Fred Moore is kind of the in-between guy as far as, in be, sort of in between a guy like Amarion and a guy like Samaj, like size-wise and just style. Uh, but yeah, I know the other thing too. I don't think there's. A, and this, we talked about. I talked about this with with Brian and Seth on the MGo Blog podcast earlier, because uh, their question with English in particular was, "Can he play on the outside?" Uh, you know, I think Michigan's not going to recruit a guy that isn't capable of playing on the outside. And I think that the one of the interesting things with both Morgan and English being sub six feet guys is both of them can get up in a big way for their size, right? They're guys that make a lot of contested catches on their film and aren't afraid uh, to go up and and get in the mix and make the catch. So, you know, I think Michigan definitely, yeah, really kind of completing a a two-year puzzle as you would like kind of how you put it, Sam, as far as really now you talk about a, a really diversified potential passing attack with the style and size of, of receivers that they have, uh, you know, in the fold now.
1: Yeah, we're we're still efforting. Uh, Cole Cole was scheduled for for six thirty. So in the event that we don't get Cole Cabana on today, we'll get him tomorrow. Like so, Carmelo English is coming on tomorrow, for instance. We'll probably get Nataphobe tomorrow. Oh, and an announcement. So <laughs> I tell you how much a, of a grinder uh, we have. Uh, in in the coaching contingent on our team. So Vance Bedford has watched every defensive player in the class. Al Borges has watched every offensive player in the class. We're going to do a live breakdown session with both of them tomorrow, breaking down the recruiting class, two former coordinators, going through Michigan's guys. And, and uh, not the the portal guys yet, because Steve, Bryce, and I have to do a portal special too. Uh, and so we'll give those guys an opportunity to watch all of them on, on film. But man, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get some Vance and some Al giving you the coaching breakdown, and we're gonna get the rest of the uh the rest of the class on uh, as well. So we got message out to I think I said Nate phobia already. Carmelo's coming on tomorrow. Um, got a message out to Cam Calhoun. Um, Hayden Moore had uh, a conflict; he couldn't come on today, so we'll get him as well. We'll be getting more of them on. But you can keep track of all of it over on the Um, Hey, I, I guess as we close things out, assuming we don't get any other guests on, we will squeeze them in if they come on before we get out. I, I wonder if there are any more overriding themes uh, in this class. We already talked about the Ohio recruits, Steve. Uh, the state of Illinois. I think bears watching when it comes to Michigan's presence there, because all the groundwork that they've laid to this point sets up for what I think is going to be a banner year in that state. We talked about it uh, in the last podcast, but the top of Illinois are going to have, I think they're going to have three top 50, definitely three top hundred players. uh, When you talk about Justin Scott, um, Marquise Lightfoot and, uh, and uh, Amarion Stewart. You got three top 50 guys. uh Top 100 for sure, but even maybe even top 50 guys before all is said and done. One more guess. One more guess. All right, well, we got to get mom on. Right? We got to get mom on because mom on all those car rides too, making sure you got to all the camping, right? That's right. That's right. Most right. definitely. Well, how proud are you? Well, first of all, Bryce, come on, man. You, you, you're you supposed to be doing the introductions here. I know.
4: My bad, my bad This is Mrs. Morgan She's the queen bee She's the nest holder She's the person who makes the car drive for it is the the wheels She's everything, okay? You
1: gotta have her you I think she's okay? the hype person She's the hype woman Because if you want to know what's going on with uh, Todd <laughs> Follow mom and you'll find out, right? That's
10: right Come to my Twitter, I'm going to post about my baby That's why well, the reason I got Twitter is Because it was for
1: him That's it <laughs> Yes. So, so tell me the journey. Tell me about the journey from your perspective. I mean, it was a long road. He had to grind. He had to grind to get his, but it finally came and he earned it.
10: Yes, that's most definitely. It has been a journey, and I will say from his beginning of his journey, it didn't look really bright for me. See, I was the one that when I would go home, I would see him in his room with his people. So that's stuff that people don't see. They so see this little boy come out. He's cocky. He's like, I'm ready. His confidence is there. But I was the one that would knock on this room door and say, Hey, are you okay? What do you need, son? Where's your confidence? You okay? And he would be like, Well, oh, mom, I'm good. And I would tell him, It's coming. It's coming. And then last year, it came. And it came when he was going through his journey of going to multiple camps. He said, Mom, Dad, I want to be able to go to every camp. I want to prove myself. And because of his stature, I told him, It's not how short you are. I said, It's how big you play. And he I began to start playing big. What about. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Come on now. I know that's right. But so it's like, I told him it's how big he played. And it's something that I think that he took the took to heart and he started playing really big and we always knew he could do it he had the confidence but his journey has been a bit different uh, than other people but here's the thing nonetheless it was a journey and we are here and I'm so proud of him oh my gosh I'm so godly proud of my son for the accomplishment of going to the University of Michigan
1: well hey look you guys deserve a lot of credit too. he was quick to he was definitely quick to pay homage because he couldn't let it without you 15 camps in 21 days Ooh. That's some that's some commitment right there, and it's not like they're all free either.
10: No, and lodging is not free. Gas right. is not free. That's when gas was high. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it took some money out of our pocket. I'm beyond. I don't even know how we done it, but right. it was done. You know, so it was a it was a great experience for him. So he's so happy to be
1: here. So you, you look at that coaching staff. Obviously, you know Coach Bell. You uh, obviously be coached by Coach Bell. You know? Yes, but. It seems like there's a the comfort level with the entire staff, and then there's a the comfort level with the roster. It's like it's like another West Bluefield in, in Ann Arbor right now.
10: Yes, what best what best fit with him, Donovan, Macari, Pages, and Coach Bell, and now Amir and him are joining? It's like a brother. And I want him to understand that you're going to the next level, but you're building together a brotherhood of team. So he's learning that and he's growing really fast. But the coaching staff is phenomenal. I'm going to tell you, they're second to nothing. In the nation, we went to many coaching staffs and coach- in schools and visited many coaches. This coaching staff with coach Harbaugh, with Sharon, with, uh, with uh, at one point, it was Gaddis and Ron, they have been top tier since we been a part of this journey and this process and i just
1: thank them for that and they're it's from their heart so it means a lot so my, my last one for you of the journey i'm curious what it's gonna be like for you when you got like your baby run out run out of that tunnel
5: wearing the helmet
1: and then what can fans tell the fans the what they can expect to see they see your baby out of the
10: corner. Oh my gosh, I almost lost it today doing a speech today crying, okay? I think I'm going to cry when I first see him run out and hit that banner, but I'm going to tell you what you can expect. You can expect the young man is going to work. You can expect the young man is going to get out there and be a game changer. You can expect the young man is going to run out and he's going to be able to catch that ball. He's going to be able to get to that ball. And he's going to be supporter. And here's another, another thing you can expect. You know, if he's out there and he's not catching that ball, he's going to block for his other receivers to do that. Because that's key, too. He's going to block. That's being Because I tell him, and he told me, mom, when I'm out there, it ain't all about me catching the ball. It's about blocking for the others out there. So you're going to see him come out there and be a team player instantly. And you're going to see
1: him work.
5: Mm-hmm. That's good now, now you get it. Now, a lot good people stuff.
1: understand. You yes, understand why he's been, he's been able to do what he's been able to do. That's it's right. the support system that he has around him, which is tremendous. So congratulations to the entire Morgan family. So happy for you guys. One and I heard this. Thing. I heard One more this thing. We got to ask. got to sure. ask about the in-hole. Got to ask about the in-hole. You get to that. And you can do that next. But I got to ask about this tailgate. Because your husband said it's about <laughs> this epic tailgate that y'all about to have. So we just want right. to make sure we all get invited.
10: Yes, most definitely. My husband loves to cook. He loves to barbecue. He loves to bring people together. And we love to serve. Me and my husband love to serve. We're like, what do you want? What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? He is excited for the very first tailgate. And I'm telling you, he's going to pump it up like it's a party. I'm like, honey, we got to go to the game. But yes, we're ready for that, too.
1: We All right, Bryce, go ahead, man.
10: I just want to ask, obviously, i viral. You had a tweet go out there, Coach Harbaugh cleaning the dishes. Take me through that interaction. How did he get to cleaning dishes? How did that come about? Well, I'm gonna tell you, he was actually in there eating his dinner, eating his breakfast because we had cooked them breakfast like brunch, and he had, I think, uh, sausage casserole, and he had we had fixings and grits. I mean, shrimp and grits. He had shrimp and grits. We had some good food. He had, uh, you know, his cranberry juice. He was feeding good water. When he was done, he walks in the kitchen while everyone was in there still talking at the table. He said, "What can I do? I want to wash dishes." I said, Coach, no, you can't wash dishes. So one of my friends that was there, she says, "I don't wash dishes." So I did. I said, "Well, come on, Coach, let's put you over here. I want to see if you can wash them dishes." He said, "Okay." And he took that plate and began to, to wash it. I was really pleasantly surprised. I said, "Oh my gosh, that is such humility for a head coach. He's like one of the number one coaches in the nation, maybe in the, even in the world." And He's standing in my kitchen washing dishes. How humble is that? How polite is that? And how gracious is that. So after that, I gave him the biggest hug. I said, Hey, we got to get a picture of this. Are you okay with people? He said, Oh, hey, do what you like, Miss Morgan. And, he, and, and that was so beautiful. And I did. Did not know it was gonna go viral though. It didn't. and when it went, look, <laughs> when it went viral, I said, Really? People really care about this man washing
1: dishes. I didn't know. All right, listen, we have taken you. Steve, you got anything for Mrs. Morgan?
2: No, no, I was going to ask about the dishes, too, and and nothing of what she said surprised me. The fact that he offered is not surprising to me whatsoever. That's exactly what I was wondering about. So uh, that's him in a nutshell. That's how he's always been. So,
10: you know, humility for sure. Yeah, very genuine. I think he get a bad rap. People think, oh, we don't know anything about him, and he doesn't talk as much, and he puts the boys in front of the camera. But the reason he does that is because he knows that these boys work hard He want to showcase them. You'll see him put Donovan. You'll see him put JJ and say, talk to him, because he wants the boys to get the love and the respect that's due to them for working so hard. That's what I love.
1: Well, listen, we appreciate you taking time away from the celebration that's been with us. We're going to let you get back to it. We'll see you at that tailgate. Yes, I'll
10: see you. Thank you, Sam. You guys have a great one.
1: All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Folks, listen, uh, that is about time. We only have a few minutes left in the broadcast. So obviously it looks like we are not going to get to Cole Cabana today. But Don't worry. I mean, that's what other days are for, right? We got tomorrow. We got the live with uh, with Borg, just breaking down the offensive class, the the live with Vance Bedford breaking down the defensive class. We're going to get Carmelo English on. We're going to get Nata uh, on. We'll we'll set something up with, uh, with Cole, a uh, makeup date. We'll put all of this on the website as well. We're going to have write-ups on the site. We had a great interview this morning with Alan True. Getting that together for you on the site right now in case you missed it. Great stuff from Steve Wilfong in case you missed it. We had uh, Cole Cabana's trainer on who told the story about how he had to, he said, man, I had to convince Mike, I had to convince Mike Hart that Coach Commander is a guy. He said, man, it took some effort. It took some time. He said, man, I can Mike. This is dude. This is dude. The dude. finally convinced Mike Hart that Coach it was a guy. And when he realized it was still before everyone else did, Mike realized he had a banger right here, you know, from the big house. I think that dude is going to be one of those guys that is, is, is one of the stars in this class. And let's get your, uh, your parting shot, Steve Lorenz. Just your thoughts on the day, your thoughts on this class, anything you want to say on the way out.
2: First thing I'd say, don't, don't post what you just said about the Cole Cabana thing on the board.
1: <laughs> I was in an interview. I mean, about
2: having to convince... Oh. <laughs> No. Okay.
1: Hey Reggie, probably, man, probably, man, probably man. want to leave that <laughs> Reggie Wins said it in an interview man. okay all right. <laughs> what we can do about
2: it. We'll sweep that under the rug um, overall I mean probably one of the least stressful signing days uh, for for the staff for I mean I guess for us I mean we were pumping out stuff either way so not that much different necessarily but uh, you know gotta think mission accomplished for Michigan uh, they got the guys that they were hoping to get today. Uh, now they move on to February, and and like I said, I think those those four Ohio guys are going to be really key for Michigan down the road as far as how we look at this class. I think the other one too are the two guys they signed at tight end, uh, Tony Ellie, not a guy that's talked about a lot or talked about a lot necessarily. Another small town guy, didn't you know? Not maybe heavily scouted necessarily. Kind of his rankings stayed the same throughout. And then Zach Marshall, I think, is another guy, and he's one I think a lot of people who cover may pick as a sleeper as well as an 87. Um, I think I mentioned, like I said, I was when I talked to Brian and Seth earlier, I think the thing with his recruitment, a lot like Sean McCune, where I think Michigan kind of found him, wanted him, but didn't want to blow his recruitment up necessarily. So they waited for him to come to campus. They offered him. He committed shortly thereafter. And I know Michigan, super excited about what they have there. So uh, those are kind of the two biggest takeaways for me as far as the guys uh, that they signed today.
1: Rice marriage, you got any parting shots
2: for the people? I would just say this was
4: probably a best case scenario type of day for Michigan. In terms of best to worst case scenario, I think when looking at best case was number one, gotta keep you know what in the class, sign him because he had several schools still pushing at the very end to flip him. Number two get a top guy like Carmelo English to sign with you. Because even though is looking good, there's other SEC schools still making a push. And third but not least, you had to finish the deal with Jire Hill. Mission accomplished, I think, overall today. Like Steve said, drama-free day. They got the signatures in. You got the guys you wanted. At this point, let's see how they in uh, a couple of
1: years. Let so, me
0: take a
1: minute out, you about Bryce, out you about Steve. I think we got the best crew in the land. Uh, we, we got some some young additions mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <that's gonna> help We're going to be, <laughs> <that's gonna> be <laughs> even more places bring you even more fire over on the site. So if you aren't already on board 50% off of an annual deal right of
5: now. An
1: this is like the signing day special. So if you don't have your subscription to TMI, don't wait. Because you'll miss out. And it's a key time with big time recruitments on the horizon. Obviously, the playoff coverage, this the play the um uh, all-star game coverage then you got the uh, the January period where guys are going to be out and about coaches are going to be out and about Jaden Davis probably going to be making a decision that month and of course Nick Harbor so much to be on the edge of your seat for and we'll keep you up to speed so when if someone if a top target takes Michigan out the top 5 and everyone's saying Michigan's out of it come check us out and we'll tell you what's really going on right Bryce Hey, man, Bryce, you need to learn to dunk some people. I know, don't, I know we don't dunk on people literally. We got to dunk on people figuratively, Bryce. Come on, man. Take that victory lap, man. I mean, they were trying to call you up.
4: I'm still trying to see who these people are. I'm still trying to figure it out, Sam. I have, I show the receipts.
6: Yeah,
1: well, you did a great job all recruiting cycle. Steve Lorenz, no one grinds harder. At all hours of the day, than our guy Steve, just a big time, big time piece of part of what we do, essential. He's, he's all right. He's all
4: right golfer too. Golf 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 golf. golf. He's all hey, right
1: golfer too. The only thing that he hasn't done really yet is is take me on a craft beer tour because you know Steve, I'm learning this craft beer thing. I like very, I like the hop slam.
2: Very happy. I was very happy that that was one of your top choices for sure. That that's that's. A budding connoisseur, kind of right there, you know. Because I saw the options you had, and I, I kind of kept, I kind of wait. I, I want to, I'll see which ones that Sam likes. Hop slams to go-to. Got a little concerned. A lot of them were pretty heavy. Uh, I think the, I remember which place you went. A lot of those, I almost texted you on the side to say, you know, hey Sam, like, you know, <laughs> these are gonna hit, yeah, they're gonna hit you pretty hard. You know, sometimes a craft beer hits a little bit different than any other it. things do. So yeah, it does, and uh, so <laughs> that's. No, but Hopslam being the top dog, I think is. Uh, I was impressed. I was. I was very. I was uh, satisfied with that. I thought he did a good job. So, uh-huh. and and Lions have not lost. I'm that's not the serious. best. That's the biggest thing of all of it. You know, it's like I woke up Sunday. I was like, I'm excited to watch the Lions today. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm I'm centering my day around one o'clock. Like, this is Crazy. what year? Where am I? You know? So,
1: right, man. Michigan is a national championship, legit national championship contender, and the Lions are a legit playoff contender. I mean, damn! <laughs> like, I'm a cloud die. Can't believe. Oh me. man. Anyway, folks, listen. I this we we need a break. We need to breathe in and and There's still some content coming. A lot of signing day content still to come. We got more to come tomorrow. But you understand, we're gonna be taking a breather over the next week or so. We might not be as, as present, might not see as much content over the next week. Please allow us this time. I don't want to be divorced. I love my wife. You know, I haven't seen her in, in quite some time. So uh, allow us this this moment, this respite, before we hit the, hit the grind again with the playoffs and All-Star Games. All right? So great job, fellas. We love you people. We love you, the TMI fam. If you aren't part of the fam, get on board right now for 50% off. That's gonna do it for us. We'll see you over on the boards over on the MichiganInsider.com.